Don't laugh. I can't it's help here. it. Get serious. I don't know. Like I look over. I look over at We're you. We're gonna talk about some serious matters. Too. I know. Okay. All right. Like Mario. Hi and welcome to Lord. NPR. Uh, I am. Ivory Glass. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, no, he has a very distinct voice. This um, is NPR. <laughs> Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of New Nintendo Podcast XL. I'm your host, Brandon Smith. And I'm Joseph Gray. And this episode is going to be all about Mario. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, this It's Mario time. Uh, wahoo! Yippee! Let's go! Uh, so, Joseph, I'm just going to ask you a question real quick. A Mario question. All right. And uh, what was your first exposure to Mario well uh, as I said in our first episode uh, it was the f- almost the first game I ever remember playing was Super Mario Brothers 3 on NES at a cousin's house yeah and that was definitely the first time I ever saw a Nintendo and I thought the d-pad was a single button and That's I just kept right. slamming it mm-hmm um, for me, it was, like I said, pretty much in the first episode, it was when I was over at my grandpa's house and they had all those NESs and they had Super Mario and we played Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers on the NES and that was my first exposure to that mustache and that red hat. <laughs> Did and, you, hey, let me ask you something. Did you see the cover art? at all or did you just see the in-game graphics i saw only the in-game graphics i never if it was like i never saw the instruction manual it was whatever was on the cartridge oh but Uh, you did in that moment your first exposure you did see the cartridge yes i did see the cartridge and it was mario i think he's shooting a fire flower if I can remember correctly, he's not that... shooting the fire flower itself. Well, like he, the he's fire fireball, uh, same, same thing, uh-huh. essentially. Um, yeah, that's the only like exposure I had, and then it was like, well, we're gonna pop this game in now, and here, like, here we go. Um, and yeah, but I never saw the instruction manual, or um, it wasn't until we, like my dad started buying a Super Nintendo and we had the Super NES games and I was able to look at those instruction manuals but that was like 92, 93 instruction manuals are like well, they used to be half of the experience almost mm-hmm. because the on screen graphics were almost in some ways a suggestion of what you're supposed to imagine Yeah, and the official art and the character art and everything that's in the instruction booklet which would always be in like full color yeah uh that's kind of what you're supposed to picture what you did picture when you played and it was kind of something between 
the pixel representation and the art. And mm-hmm. with, with some games, like Mega Man especially, the American uh, or European localized official art and cover art, box art, was a whole different thing than the official art in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it was like a different interpretation based and off the in-game graphics. It looked... I don't know. Just look look up Mega Man American covers. Oh, it everyone looks, knows about those. Yeah, if you if just for whatever reason if you haven't seen it, you should definitely look it up because it is, ooh, oh man, it is not great. But um, Mario Mario never dealt with that. No, Mario had some really weird, different depictions though back in the days of uh, the first three Super Mario Brothers games and Mario World. Uh, there was. A lot more room for different character models and even different colorations. Mm-hmm. You remember how prevalent the red overalls and blue shirt variation on Mario used to be? Yeah. Especially back around Super Mario Brothers 2 time. They, he was often depicted that way. And he, he used to look fatter in a lot of the art and like more squat. Yeah, he wasn't as tall and lean. Like... He's way more tall and lean. I mean, he's still short by like yeah. comparison to other characters, but like Mario now, as a the character design is way more like tall and lean, and not. I don't know if it was like the choice was like, oh, we don't want to make him. It's kind of like you know how Pikachu like over the years. Yeah, all anime um, characters have gotten less chubby. Yeah, the the like chubby factor has kind of gone away from I just prefer the. The little chub Pikachu. Yeah, no. I like that. This but Mar- Mario's, Mario's evolution's been cool. Yeah. But if you remember, like, uh, he'd be a, all different character models. Like in the, the cartoon, he had black hair to match his black mustache. That, um, I mean, that, like, logically makes sense, but, like, that's not... That's not how he looks. That's not how he looks. He has brown hair, he has a black mustache. But, I mean, even in even the game art, like, the art for Donkey Kong and the art for Mario Brothers, um, especially the old, like, the arcade Mario Brothers, Yeah, that stuff's way off. Like, it looks all different kind of ways. Sure. Um, there's a lot of, like, Nintendo wasn't careful with their representation of their IPs. In well, yeah, stuff. especially... Um, in like you know late 80s early 90s with the super mario brothers movie you know like oh it went way off those characters yeah like they weren't even like honestly i love that movie it's i mean it's not a good film i'll just come out and say it but it's very enjoyable uh but those depictions of mario and luigi and like daisy and yoshi and toad are just not spot on. That at is all. my favorite bad movie. And I don't, just like with games, I don't really play them over and over again. I, I usually beat them or I'll play them again when they get re released. Uh, that, same with movies. I don't really watch them over very often. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers is a film that I have watched many, many times. I was going to ask you, like, do you have an exact, like, how many times, no, if you had to guess, if you had to guess, though, how many times do you think you've seen it? Less than 50, but, um, probably, oh, man, I guess if I had to guess, 35 times, wow. something like that. I used to, when I was a little kid, I had the VHS tape, well, I still have the VHS tape, mm-hmm. and I would watch it, I have the DVD now, um, I'm sure I've 
torrented it at some point and I've watched it uh, numerous times. I really want that Blu-ray with the commentary. Yeah, I think it's finally coming. They had a really good one that came that was UK exclusive. Yeah, and it was the, like I think PAL have, region yeah, locked. Yeah, yeah, we have one coming. Okay. Man, see, I also have the action figures to that. I have Mario that I actually picked up way after the fact at a flea market, and I realize now he's missing his uh, tool belt. I have a Goomba that I got when the figures were still like at uh, Target, Walmart, all those places. KB Toys. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, when we, I think we'll talk more about toys later because we're kind of all over the place, but uh, definitely gonna talk about KB Toys a, a little bit. But, oh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the action figures that movie. Uh, I got the Goomba when it was still on sale in stores. <laughs> and I got recently acquired the Koopa action figure mint on card uh, from a comic convention. That's so crazy. For some reason... Dennis Hopper Koopa action do you, figure. Don't you have Luigi? Or was... No, unfortunately I don't. Okay, for don't some reason Luigi. I always thought you did, but I guess I was just... No, I think they all... made Mario and Luigi, Goomba, Do they make a Toad? No, I do not think so. And they made Iggy and Spike, I think. Um, and I think that's the whole line. There may have been other toys planned and maybe like a vehicle, but I don't think they ever came out. They're from this brand called Ertl, which uh, doesn't exist anymore. And I think they mostly made like farm sets. Yeah. Uh, and then they just somehow they got the Super Mario Brothers movie license. That's insane. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's the movie. And I, I will come back to that a little bit when we talk about Mario lore and, and where certain parts of the lore come from yeah because the movie sort of added a few things that stuck in some ways yeah for Uh, sure even though it's so bizarre and almost seems not mario yeah it's i'll just say right now like if you haven't seen it it's it's worth watching whether you enjoy it or not i i don't know oh you'll enjoy it you can't watch it and not enjoy it there's so many fan projects for like uh chronicling every single thing about that movie uh-huh. uh, like all the behind the scenes stuff and everything I, apparently Bob Hoskins uh, and John Leguizamo were like completely drunk the whole time they made it because they knew it was going to be such a flop and they were just trying to get through I think the directors changed a few times uh, you can you can look all this stuff up there's a Super Mario movie archives on Twitter it's a really good account to follow um they, they have all kinds of interesting uh, facts. I want to say, like, also, um, I remember watching that movie as a kid and just really loved Like, I loved it. Because it was, like, one of the first, like, video game movies I've ever seen. And it was just like, a video game as a movie? Whoa! Yeah. But it's uh, it's not good, but I love watching it. I, I still hold a special place in my heart. There's a scene where Mario rescues a bunch of girls from Brooklyn uh, in, in the weird mushroom fungus dinosaur, Dino Hatton, <laughs> the place where they are. He rescues them from this like bunker where they're being held 
and he he they all get on a mattress. Oh and they yeah. like sled through a frozen air conditioning pipe. Yeah, it was so weird. Uh, and then like and it's a chase because some Goombas are are after him on another mattress and then they like fly out over the city on these mattresses probably the best scene in the movie that's a pretty there's a lot of good scenes but that one's special oh man um anyway the uh the twitter account is at smb movie definitely worth checking out oh yeah i'll have to check that out because i didn't know oh it's good it's really good I, yeah they, like they to... got some of the original documents like for casting and it looks like they were looking at uh they were open to casting a woman as koopa it would have been interesting uh they had looked at arnold schwarzenegger for koopa that would have been uh, they had good. they had thought about tom hanks as luigi oh my god just have that in Please. your mind for a minute Oh, I, Luigi I, I, Tom Hanks. Honestly, kind of like that. Uh, they had uh, uh, Danny DeVito in mind for Mario. Can you imagine Danny DeVito? Tom I mean, Hanks, he, Mario Luigi. Pete. Okay. And Arnold Schwarzenegger Koopa. I would love it. People pair Danny DeVito with Mario all the time. Yeah. Just. Well, they they tried to get him. Get him. I think, well, anyway, that Twitter, I think they have some more background on okay. why yeah. it didn't work out or, like, other actors that were considered. There's, there's a lot of interesting stuff about the movie on there. Definitely, check, really weird. definitely check it out. Apparently, Miyamoto had a poster for that movie still in the office, like, years and years after the movie came out. And he, he still has said nice stuff about it. What a wonderful um, man. Yeah. I remember him saying something about Luigi being so handsome in the movie. Like, the gentleman was on always was a handsome Luigi something that maybe I'm probably misquoting him but it was something to that effect that's awesome good stuff um might as well since we're on the movie and I don't want to jump around so much I guess uh one thing that I wanted to say that, that kind of came from the movie uh and seemed to stick to the Mario lore in some ways there's conflicting accounts but is the Mario brothers last names their family name being Mario so there's this scene in the movie where they're arrested in like Koopa's weird dystopian world. Yeah. And and they uh, have to identify themselves. They're being booked, and they say, "Oh, we're the Mario Brothers. It's Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario." Oh, I remember that. And they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, it's just me. It's me, it's Mario, Mario, <laughs> Luigi Mario." They don't have those accents at all. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah, Pazanos. Hmm. Nope. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> oh, uh, they uh, they uh, have asked people have asked in interviews have asked Iwata and uh, Miyamoto about their last names. What they what did they say? Um, Iwata, if I remember this right, Iwata had said that it's not that doesn't count. Like that's not their last name. Sure. Um, Miyamoto had said at some point that it sure that's fine that's that's it so there's sort of conflicting accounts they, they've said it and taken it back a few okay times. yeah I feel there, there was another one I think Iwata said no their name's just you know it's just Mario there is no last name it's just Luigi I think Miyamoto said that before too but they've also goofed around with the I think they just like to goof around because Miyamoto's like has said like the thing about Bowser Jr.'s mom and oh, man, yeah. just really like 
the Koopa kids not being Bowser's kids. Okay, so slow down, slow down. Just all that stuff. We have to talk about that. All right, these these are elements of Mario lore that we all have right. to sort of parse out. All right, so let's let's um, let's pick apart the but, Mario okay. lore. Go to I guess you raised the topic of Bowser and his kids yeah. and their parentage. Yeah. Okay, so I was just playing Mario Kart on my Switch with some students at work today, and uh, Ludwig pulled out in front of somebody, and she was like, who even is Ludwig? And I was like, well, he's one of the, the I almost said Koopa Kids, because that's what they used to call him. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what they called him in the Super Mario Bros. Super Show uh, when I was a kid, so I call him Koopa Kids. And they had totally different names in that show, by the way. We're gonna run through them all on, on our show, but you can look that up. Uh, for some reason, they renamed them. Like, one of them's named, like, Loudmouth instead. So, but anyway. I wonder, let me, let me. I wonder if it's because they named them after, like, famous musicians and stuff. What if they, for whatever, what if there was, like, a weird licensing reason? I wonder, but their names are different. You're allowed to parody. They wouldn't have needed to change them. Mm, true. But, but anyway, uh, back, back on topic. Um, the, the Koopalings, uh, you know, I, the best I could do is I said, well, it's, he's one of the Koopalings and they're like, okay, what, what's that? And oh, I said, no. well, I guess it used to be, you know, trying not to go deep into Mario hell. Yeah. Uh, I said, well, they used to say that they were Bowser's kids, but then one day Miyamoto was just like, nah, I changed my mind that we're not. That's not the story. They're, aren't they? They're Koopa generals. Yeah, now. that's the, I guess the new canon. And I don't know when we switched, but the, the new canon is that they, yeah, they're basically just like the heads. They're like some of the most important Koopas. And um, Bowser Jr. is Bowser's kid. Um, kind of piecing all this together. I guess if, uh, you know, Bowser Jr. is definitely his kid. The Kooplings now no longer are considered as kids, which is fine in some ways because Morton Koopa Jr. as a name doesn't make sense. If, it just doesn't work. If his father is not Morton Koopa, unless we're supposed to believe that Bowser's real name is Morton, but he goes by Bowser for some no, reason. No, it's definitely just... Well, yeah. King Koopa. Well, right, right, right. That's Bowser. the other thing. The names have switched. So they used to call him King Koopa. Um, and in Japan, his name's still Koopa. Um, so I think that one is pretty straightforward. I think we can, we can just go with his, his first name's Bowser. His, his last name or his clan affiliation is the Koopa. Yeah. Which is actually how they phrase it in the Super Mario Brothers instruction booklet. Uh, the, the way they tell that story, um, is that like the mushroom kingdom is invaded by the koopa yeah um so that's the that's the clan uh um, the koopa clan yeah yeah it calls them turtles actually i'm usually pretty quick to like uh sort of correct people yeah because i've even have slipped it like i know they're koopa mm -hmm. and they're koopas and all that stuff but the koopas are a type of turtle Race, yeah. But Here's, okay, this this is worth this is worth put putting in here because right. it's really it's kind of weird. This is the um, 
the synopsis from I guess like 30 years ago the right. first Mario Brothers game Play this is on. how it is in English anyway yeah one day the kingdom of the peaceful mushroom people was invaded by the Koopa a tribe of turtles famous for their black magic oh the quiet peace loving mushroom people were turned into mere stones bricks and even field horsehair plants whatever a field horsehair plant is and the mushroom kingdom fell into ruin the only one who can undo the magic spell on the mushroom people and return them to their normal selves is the princess toadstool the daughter of the mushroom king unfortunately she's presently in the hands of the great koopa turtle king mario the hero of the story maybe hears about the mushroom people's plight and sets out on a quest to free the mushroom princess from the evil koopa and restore the fallen kingdom of the mushroom people that's so, the setup. Okay, that's the setup. Let me ask you this. They don't say that he comes from Brooklyn. Right. He just appears. And so my guess... In that, they don't say he comes from Brooklyn. Yeah, what I'm the saying... The Brooklyn thing is not just out of nowhere. No, no, no. My first experience with the Brooklyn thing is the movie. Really? Yeah, so like, when when do they mention, like, when do they mention, like, within the context of the games that Mario and Luigi are from Brooklyn? Like, is it Mario Brothers? Okay. Or Donkey Kong? Well, as with most Mario lore, it's never mentioned directly in the game. Yeah, sure. It doesn't come from nowhere. Um... The early Nintendo of America character guides, uh, they have a lot of info about each character and their, um, kind of their specifics. I guess it was an internal document that was for how Nintendo could, uh, portray the characters in public media. Okay. So, um, it has really weird info, like, Mario is really into, like, uh, opera music and euro pop techno or something and like these really weird, weird details and mario's whole whole backstory in that is that he's from brooklyn he's okay. they're, they're plumbers from brooklyn it also says though um a bunch of like silly information that i don't think was really intended to be canon like it has text like yoshi's full name is t yoshi sor munchakupa yeah. You remember that? I do remember that. I don't think that was ever intended to the, be, like, literally the canon, that that's his name. And they never put that in any any game that no. Yoshi has ever starred or been in. It's always been I think they were Yoshi. just trying They were just trying to be silly. Yeah. Uh, and I think the same, like, Mario says, I think it's in Yoshi's bio, it says something about Mario's, like, homo Nintendus or something. And I think they're just goofing. But then some of the info, though, seems more straightforward. Sure. Like, some of it says stuff like, um, you know, them being from Brooklyn and stuff like that. And then when you mention the games, the uh, original game, Mario Brothers. So not Super Mario Brothers. But yeah, the, no, Mario the arcade Brothers. thing where they're like, you hit the bad guys from underneath on those platforms. Yeah, or... It's like a single screen game. Mm-hmm. So the way I imagine it, even, and I was making Mario timelines and stuff when I was a little kid. Sure. And so as far back as I'm concerned, Mario Bros. represents uh, Brooklyn. 
like they're in the sewers under Brooklyn. Because Donkey Kong... He's up on those girders and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And That's Brooklyn. That's yeah. a construction site in Brooklyn. Pauline, she's not the Mushroom Princess. She's like a normal woman. She's someone that Mario was dating in Brooklyn. And then Mario Brothers, which comes next, chronologically and in order of release, uh, they're in the sewer. And yeah. these creatures are coming through the sewer pipes. Sure. Presumably from like the wacky Nintendo world or yeah, Mushroom the, Kingdom yeah. or whatever. And they're fighting the onslaught of, of critters coming through and they somehow go in a pipe or whatever, kind of like in the theme song of the uh, cartoon. Okay. It shows their origin. Um, and that's how they end up in the Mushroom Kingdom. And so, they sort of just stumble upon this princess being kidnapped by Bowser's situation. Let me, um, let me, throw, let me throw something at you. Mm. I saw this and... It's a, it's one of many, you know, there is no right one, but this, this is one of many Mario timeline theories. And there's this video on YouTube. Just if you go to Google and type Mario timeline theory, Kotaku, it's like the top article and you can watch it's like this nine minute video, but let me just real quick, go through their list of games and kind of explain what they have to say. And let me just see how much you agree with it, how much you don't agree with it, and what your feelings are on this, Joseph. So, All right, I'm okay. already riled up. I'm gonna yeah. hold my tongue, I'm gonna let right. you go through this timeline. All right, and, then and feel free to chime in at any given moment. Well, I better. Okay. I better let you do this. So, okay. I'll talk about it. First game, Yoshi's Island. Uh, right, and we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, but that's the prequel where their babies being brought by the stork. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, spoilers. I'm gonna. Uh, there's okay there's, at the top. We can talk about. All it. right. A lot of spoilers. Just want to put that up there. Just spoiler warning. Like here it is. Um, so here we go. Yoshi's Island. Uh, Yoshi ends up saving the stork at the end of the game, and the stork delivers the babies to their respective house. Only turns out. Eh, wrong. Yoshi's New Island, uh, which came out for 3DS, is uh, a sequel to the Super NES game. And it turns out the parents that they delivered them to were the wrong parents. And so they have to find the right parents. And then Yoshi's Island DS is the third of that sort of Yoshi's Island like trilogy, mm -hmm. even though that game came out before Yoshi's New Island. Oh it's God. technically the yeah. sequel. Yeah. Uh, and then Yoshi's Story... They said it's after that, though they didn't really mention why, because... It almost Mario... doesn't matter. Bowser has stolen the, the happy, happy tree, which produces the happy, happy fruit, which the Yoshi, I guess, um, devour and, and rejoice in. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're not able to do that because he's stolen it. I guess probably uh, for revenge after they interfered with his... Uh, plot in Yoshi's Island. Yeah. And then right around the same time, Mario and Luigi partners in time that deals with a lot of, uh, time travel, time travel. So there's like the past portion of that I assume is right here. Then we skip a huge chunk in time. They say wrecking crew is next. Cause apparently is a construction site. Oh, site. So is this set and in Mario's Brooklyn. set in Brooklyn? Yeah. That's like the Donkey reasoning. Kong. Donkey Kong is next. Their reasoning is that Mario owned a pet monkey named Donkey Kong. This is where escaped. they're making things. Yeah, happen. no, they're definitely like they're totally spitballing things, but 
this is their they're trying to come up with reasons and stuff so this monkey escapes uh captures pauline who said he owned nobody but this is this is this man's his lore um but so donkey kong escapes kidnaps pauline mario ends up capturing which is mario's girlfriend mm -hmm. at the time that's somewhere that's canon uh Donkey Kong Jr., which is DK Jr., which, side note, there's this theory that the original Donkey Kong is Cranky Kong. That's not a theory. That's stated in Donkey mm. Kong Country's instruction manual. Is it? Yes. Outright. I'll, I will... Let me... I didn't know All we right. need that. I thought we were going to talk about that at a different point. Okay, well, I'll maybe... I'll bring that up. Right. You get, go on. Okay, well, anyways. Donkey Kong Jr. rescues Donkey Kong, and then Donkey Kong 3 happens, and they're kind of wreaking havoc or whatever in the city and then so this guy said that they get sent away to the island that they're on and it becomes the Donkey the Kong Country yeah the Kongs get sent away to this island and it becomes the Donkey Kong Country series um, and that veers they off they start procreating and then it veers off into its own direction Mario Bros happens and basically it's what Joseph described as you know they're fighting off these Koopa creatures that are coming through the pipes they somehow end up in the Mushroom Kingdom um, supposedly they end back in the Mushroom Kingdom. Supposedly they were babies in the Mushroom Kingdom in the first place, but somehow yeah. got taken out of the Mushroom Kingdom. So then Super Mario Brothers happens, then Super Mario Brothers 2, and then Super Mario 3D Land, um, which his reasoning is that there's all these raccoon leaves and the tanuki leaves and stuff. Uh, they get, in that game, spread across the land, and that kind of sets up Super Mario Brothers 3, Although um, Miyamoto has come out and said that it's a stage play, um, we okay. So we there's that. But no, real quick. I'm talking uh, about that later. Okay, Super Mario RPG is after that, and then Luigi's Mansion, Super Mario World, uh, and then at the end of that, they say they're gonna go on a vacation, which they say leads into Super Mario Sunshine, because uh, they are going on a vacation, and then Super Mario Galaxy, and then there's this like book. That's been several different Mario games with like a star on it, and like supposedly the Paper Mario series is with its own universe inside this book. Uh, Wait, which, a, in what book? It's like this book with a star on it. Okay, so this is game Super Mario Mario Luigi Paper Jam. Uh, they find this book, or Luigi finds it rather, and it opens up and all these papers like Paper Mario and like Paper Peach and all these. Paper paper toads come out of the book. Um, apparently, this book is also in Super Mario Galaxy. Like Rosalina is holding it or something. Oh I don't know. Like, it's it's crazy. So Paper Mario series is its own universe. Uh, Galaxy Two, Super Mario Three D World, Super Mario Sixty Four, New Super Mario Brothers, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Mar- Mario Kart DS, and then Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Wait, how do they? How do they? They're in the Mario Kart. Okay, like Mario what's... Kart DS. Their reasoning is it has to fit in there because um, in Luigi's Mansion, which is pretty way back, uh, he Luigi has the Poltergeist like three thousand. Poltergust. Poltergust. Sorry. Uh, and then in Mar in Superstar Saga, uh, the Poltergust like three thousand and one. Uh, you can see Professor Egad riding on that in the like coffee shop, and then 
In Mario Kart DS, there's uh, the Poltergust 4000, which is a car that Luigi can drive. Uh, And then the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is after that, and it has the Poltergust 5000 in Mm -hmm. that. So that's their reasoning. Okay. Uh, The new Super Mario Bros. Wii, and then new Super Mario Bros. U, and then Partners in Time within the present timeline. Bowser's Inside Story. Super Princess Peach, they factored that one in. Uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Uh, new Super Mario Bros. 2, which apparently Mario makes like a fuck ton of money in that game. And then apparently Mario Party and all the other Mar- Mario sports titles happen. And the reasoning is like Mario comes into all this money and he buys... Yeah, because there's the these... golden Mario power-up and the whole premise of that game was to get all the money. And he, like, he buys these companies, including like his toy company. Does this and, lead into um, the... Uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of you, or maybe I missed something, but does this lead into Mario Land, uh, hit, which is in Super Mario Land 2? Actually, yes. Castle. So, Super Mario Land, like, Mario vs. Donkey Kong happens. He, this guy says Mario... Toy company. Ma- yeah, Mario's tired of being a businessman. He has all these companies. He wants mm-hmm. adventure. He finds out that uh, Princess Daisy... Uh, is in trouble. So Super Mario Land, that story kicks off. When he returns to the island that he bought, it's been taken over by Wario. And then the Wario Land series goes from there. off from there. And yeah. Um, this timeline is a little... It came out in like 2015. So obviously it's two years old. There's Some games are already missing from it. Like Paper Jam and, uh, well, and did they Odyssey isn't in, even any... like. Sure. There's nothing... Did they wrap in... in stuff like Mario's uh, Dr. Mario. Yes, apparently Dr. Mario is also in that same book with Paper Mario. What? I don't know. They have some like weird explanation. Okay. Uh, but I don't know how much I agree with this. This is just a weird list. I mean, uh, and most of the stuff... credit, he's basically done what all of us have done. It's just sort of cobble things together and create a headcanon. Yeah, it's his it's his headcanon and I think ultimately what happened is like you know, he had to fill in the gaps uh, to, you know, come up with a coherent story because at the core a Mario game, the core story is there's a princess kidnapped most of the time. Now, hold on. If that's even the story because yeah. Miyamoto has said in some interview where he was like, I kind of view these characters just sort of like the Looney Tunes characters or whatever. They're just kind of toys in a toy box that I can put into various different situations and just create any kind of story or situation. Yeah. Even like, he said, somebody asked him in some interview if Mario was a doctor for real, and he was like, uh, probably, probably not. And like, you know... Uh, <laughs> Basically mm, yeah. threw Dr. Mario under the bus there a little bit. Well, he's probably not really a qualified doctor. And, you know, I think he's just joking. But at the same time, I think as much as, like, we might sort of obsess over it as weird fans, he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll just make stuff up as I go along. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care about the camp. Yeah, he's, there's, like, to him, the, the story isn't the major concern. I feel like the gameplay is what Miyamoto is way more all about yeah and mario um to kind of i guess go away from the lore a little bit let's talk about the gameplay i want to talk about just like all the ways that 
Mario as a franchise, how it's sort of like taken platforming to new heights over the years, like just the, like through, you know, either the side scrolling or through the, you know, the 3D platformer and just all the stuff that it's done for the platforming genre as a whole. Well, that's just platforming. There's Mario sports games, there's Mario racing games, there's Mario RPGs. Sure. And they I tend think... to be at the top. In quality wise of any genre that they enter into that's very true I would my okay so any sort of Mario game is one I would be more willing to play yeah because it's it, it seems to me most Mario games and I say most because there are some out there that are not canon and they weren't made by Nintendo yeah I'm looking at you days. CDI Philips Philips CDI games uh, well I'm, I think of like the edutainment Mario's like Mario's missing and Mario's time machine. Mario's time machine. Mario teaches typing. Yeah. And that, like, there's some other like preschool one that I had. Um, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was like Mario. Like, yeah, Mario back then was not necessarily uh, protected. No, they license them out way more than uh, yeah. they probably would now. Yeah, uh, Iwata said that Mario was basically sort of like a stamp of quality. Like anything, like Mario is sort of their mascot and in some ways even the mascot for video games as a medium and that the consumer is supposed to be able to feel like if Mario's in it, it's great. It's going to be a good experience. I think if you, like, Mario as a video game, like, if you think of video games and you talk to somebody about video games, Mario, like, will almost always come up. And I would dare to say that most, if not all, people probably know who, like, oh yeah, know who Mario is. They used to if do you those show- surveys where they were like, oh, I do, like, who's the most recognizable, like Mario and Mickey Mouse and stuff. Apparently, Mario was more recognizable than Minnie, than Mickey Mouse at one point. Yeah. At one point, maybe those not. Those times are gone. Yeah. Uh, I showed the I showed the Mario Odyssey trailer to my class, and the kids were pretty much like, "Oh man, this looks great! It's gonna be really cool." Uh, I, my co-teacher, who's uh, thirty-five, was like, "Oh, uh, this is overwhelming. This is not like any kind of Mario I've ever seen." And uh, I was like, "Well, what are you used to or whatever?" She's like, "You know, like you run right and you jump on the turtles." And it's like, but like, I mean, she played like Final Fantasy X and like up through the PlayStation 2 era. Sure. I think for a lot of people in like the mainstream, uh, Mario sort of like went into, like went away, even though it's been so present. There was a time fairly recently when they flooded the market with Mario games. Yes, to the point where I was almost like, I kind of wish they would quit making these Mario games. Like... I don't need any more, um, like, when New, New Super, Super Mario, Mario Bros. 2 came out. That came out. That was the height of the Mario flood. And, and New Super Mario Bros. U was coming out. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of New Super those Mario Those are both good Brothers. games. But they are, I will say. Oversaturation. Yeah, there was, that was the case. And I will say, of all the styles of Mario that he has gone through over the years, the, to me, the new Super Mario Brothers style is the most sterile 
of them all. Like, yeah, it's not okay. I don't want to say it, it's not bad looking. It doesn't look bad. The problem is it just looks sterile. Like it looks it a little sterile. too it's clean. So clean. It's a little. It's a little boring. It's just the official art made into a full-on game. Yeah. There's no. There's no character or personality. It was just like, hey, you remember when you played Mario on Nintendo? Well, guess what? Here's him. Graphics are updated, but it's still side-scroll. Side-scrolling, you can jump, and you can even do triple jumps, and just... Don't get me wrong, the new Super Mario Bros. series, it's a good series and worth playing. I think the first one that came out on DS is the best um, of them all. Uh, it's certainly the one I played the most, but yeah, I hundred percent of that. I, my hope is that they don't make any more new Super Mario Brothers games, yeah. and if they do, I hope it's not for a while. I think Mario Odyssey looks like it's gonna solve that problem. It looks like it has so much character and a unique, fresh new feel to it. Even though I do think it harkens back to the best of Mario sixty four mm -hmm. and Mario Sunshine. Uh, it doesn't have that weird sterile feeling to it. Yeah, no, it looks... Ice Wars Sam again looks phenomenal. It looks beautiful graphically. It just looks... It's like Breath of the Wild. It, like, that game, like, looks amazing. Like, it's on that level. It just looks so good. And there seems to be a lot of freedom within uh, Super Mario Odyssey that's happening. Um, a while ago, uh, we made... A huge uh, leap into a different subject, but I wanted to tie up the loose ends. Uh, of, so, so I said I was gonna look up about Cranky Kong. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, so, in the instruction booklet from I guess it was '94 uh, for Donkey Kong Country, it says in his heyday, Cranky was the original Donkey Kong who battled Mario in several of his own games. Holy shit. So, like, that's not fan theory or anything. So, it's like, con confirmed. Donkey Kong Jr. is just Donkey Kong? Okay. It's completely straightforward. But, it creates its own set of issues. Because how did Donkey Kong... I mean, there's ways to make sense of this, but it creates some problems. Sure. How does Donkey Kong, who's presumably somewhere near the age of Mario, mm -hmm. become this elderly bearded uh hunchbacked old feeble man and mario is still bouncing all over the place the the main problem with this is miyamoto has stated that mario is roughly 24 years old which blows my mind i can't okay when he said that I was like, that can't be right. He's at least, he's 30. Like, I'm not saying Mario looks old. He put him between 24 and 26. Like, he, I don't know. The character doesn't look, I don't know, he looks to be, like, in, in his early 30s. I would argue that he does not. I think he has a mustache. That's it. And that, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I just. His, his voice is like, woohoo. You know, he does not sound like an older man. That's very true. He has those big, bright blue eyes. He's very youthful. Yeah, and he, he can has do a, a lot of. He. That's it. There's a lot of like he can do a lot of acrobatic tricks. Yes, yeah. and flips. he's not old at all. He's a, he's a young man. Yeah. Well. And that I mean, that's canon. 
problem is, it's also canon, unless it's not anymore, that Cranky Kong is the old Donkey Kong. I don't know how that works, but that's here's that's the situation. Here's my theory. Oh no. Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong and Diddy they time traveled and they came back into their past which was our present and start they they had to stop the uh not the Kooplings the Kremlings they had to they had to the Kremlings had already yeah the Kremlings had already taken over their empire in the future so they went back oh Brandon and then Donkey Kong stopped them in the past, and there we go. Okay, that's, that's fine. <laughs> oh, you, no. can, you can do that. I know, but not. that's just my head cannon. That, um, that's the one that makes most sense. Donkey to Kong with the red uh, tie. It's presumably Donkey Kong Jr., who was in obviously Donkey Kong Jr., who was in Super Mario Kart. If you remember, it's Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. His little tank top. Yeah. The, the Game & Watch Gallery games yep. use Donkey Kong Jr. as a character. He's in that little white tank top. That kid grows up to be the Donkey Kong with the tie. So he must be younger than Mario. And I can... That's fine. I think that Donkey Kong is a teenager. Sure. Maybe he because, just grew quick. Like, Well, he's, te- he's a teenager. If you look at his bedroom in Donkey Kong Country he's got that boom box and stuff and he's got some like uh, some like books and, and he just is that poster of Candy Kong yeah he does his I, girlfriend. so Donkey Kong's a teenager and then I'm gonna have to say that maybe like either Kong's age faster or that Donkey Kong the original was already a little up there in age in the first place yeah and has now aged very poorly. That's the <laughs> yeah, only thing easily. I could yeah. think of that would make sense. You have that to just sort of sense. condense the Donkey Kong timeline right mm-hmm. there on the Mario timeline. That's the only thing that, that makes sense to um, me. And that timeline from Kotaku or wherever you got it from, uh, they, put Donkey, or they put Mario RPG uh, in the timeline. Yes, they did. That's fine and sort of in my own... I, I would almost prefer for all the Mario games to exist somehow in the same world. Sure. Even though the timeline that, that you ran through puts uh, Paper Mario in a different world and Mario and Luigi in a different world, and I think that's fair because that's kind of how those well, games Well, Mario and Luigi out, is like... They cross over. Yeah, well, Mario and Luigi is like the normal like timeline. It's like okay. it, that's the one where it like fits everyone. Oh, so Paper Mario. Paper is, Mario is yeah. the one that's like... It's its own, like, offshoot universe. That's fair. Inside a book. Uh, and that's fair, because everything's paper. I yeah, can deal and that's with that. fine. I think Mario RPG might have to be its own world. If you look at the Mushroom Kingdom and the, the castle in the Mushroom Kingdom in that mm-hmm. game, it has a totally different look. And this is before Toadsworth was a character. Yeah. But in his place is the Chancellor. I remember. Who, who has green dots on his mushroom cap. And yeah. He, has, he does have a mustache. Kind of, it could be a younger Toadsworth. Or it could be his analog from an alternate timeline. Or sure. Or like an alternate world. Um, but everything looks so much different. And there's characters who you never, ever even see again, like Gino and Mallow. Yeah. But yeah. 
They have minor, minor cameos. Gino shows up as a toy in one of the Paper Mario, I mean, uh, Mario Luigi games. Yeah, in Superstar Saga. But that might just be like he, a reference. Yeah, it's nah. he's a puppet and like he's like instructing you how to play mm-hmm. this game and then that's like yeah that's 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 the most we'll get of Gino yeah. aside from the suit and they even have suit. to credit uh, Square Enix in the credits of that yep, game just because for that's, that tiny that's their character that's, that's crazy um, they will never make Mario RPG 2 okay so Mario RPG is in a separate world yeah probably sure and if you remember, they reference other worlds in that game because there's that Final Fantasy creature, Kulix. Mm-hmm. That's that crazy boss that looks like something out of a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it doesn't... He says he's from a different world Yeah, in it, the game. It's weird. Like He definitely doesn't look like he belongs in that game, but it's a pretty cool fight that you can do. Uh, it's optional boss. He's stronger than the final boss. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I never beat him. I, uh, if they ever release that game on Switch, I'll do it. If they ever put on my goddamn 3DS well, as well. Let's, let's put it on Switch. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so so there's that kind of theory of Mario RPG being in a, in a different world. I sure. feel like that makes more sense to me. It has a whole different feel to it. But how about this? All right, yeah. Mario RPG is in a different world. Sure. The Zelda series is in the same world. As Mario? As Mario. Like... Probably in the past. The distant past of Mario. Hear me out. Okay. Yeah. I'm, with with I'm, the least I'm, amount of making things up off. Because I'm... I, okay, because I, I want to say, like... Zelda has its own timeline. Sure. In its own way. And that's fine. Of how... Somewhere shit it, got intersects, it intersects a little bit with Mario. Okay. Um, now, really? It's all just... Easter eggs and references just for the fun of it and probably is not meant to inspire conversations about Mario canon. But um, in Mario RPG, uh, Link can be seen sleeping in one of the beds in one of the inns at one point. Yeah. Um, You also encounter Samus in the same way, but that's another story. Um, In... Link's Awakening, which may have been a dream. Uh, it was. Yeah, just like Super Mario Bros. 2. Definitely, it's yeah. yeah. It's the same uh, same dude. <laughs> but okay. He was really into that. Um, but, regardless, in that game, there's Yoshi doll, and that's just a straight-up Yoshi doll. Then also, in that game, and I don't know if they're in any other Zeldas, but Chain Chomps are in it. They're just Chain Chomps in that... Bow Wows or something. Yeah, it's called about. It's only Link's Awakening. There's also okay. a Goomba. There are straight up Goombas. There are Goombas. In game. Um, uh, and Kirby makes a little cameo. Okay. Um, I think in a lot of ways, Kirby's from another planet. It's from the planet Hopstar. Yeah. That could be in the same world, and it wouldn't really even matter. No, because he's off in space. Somewhere. Yeah, he's yeah. It's and I would say that that is in the same world. I think. One of the only Nintendo properties from like the main uh, group of Nintendo properties that's clearly not in the same world. I think Pokemon is by and far like off in its own world. But um, anyhow, again, like trying to trying to rein it back in yeah. and like make up the least amount of stuff um, uh, in the Zelda series. Okay, you have characters who clearly 
look just like Mario characters. Yeah, like Malin. Um, Malin, Marin. Yeah. Both M M. Names. Uh, who's the the guy that looks like Mario? What's uh, his name? Malin. Malin. Looks straight up like Mario, and even has like a like a brooch or like a um, bolero tie or something that looks like a, like a brass Bowser. Yeah, and his his brother. Uh, supposed to it's look like Ingo. In yeah, Ingo. Time. Yeah, he's not in Link's Awakening. Okay, um, but he has those. He's in the Oracle games, isn't he? Uh, he has those eyes, like Wario and Waluigi. If you look at Malin and Ingo, they look like distant ancestors of, of the Mario. Mario. Oh, and of Wario. Definitely, I could see that. Wario and Waluigi are of Hylian descent. They, among all the Mario characters, have those elven ears. They do. Yeah. They have elf ears and no one else does. And there are characters who look straight up just like them in the past. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's... I, okay. I could maybe there's, get behind that. There's that. Um, do you remember uh, Il Pantissimo? Piantissimo? Yeah, from, from, from uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Sunshine. He wore that weird mm-hmm. hat. He did. He was a human. He, one of the only like humans of color in the Mario world. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Um, he wore that weird like pink purple outfit where he's dressed up like a what are those guys called piantas or yeah something? yeah pianta he was dressed up like that and he would run you race him somebody like glitched out the game or whatever to like look under his mask sure and the character model he straight up has the face of the running the man running man yeah ocarina and the postman from majora's mask i bet that was it's a that same face definite nod like if nothing else, and it was there like he nine. is running. Well, he is the descendant of the of running, that man. running man. Yes, yep. Uh, that's that's how that is. So Zelda, all the events of Zelda. Okay, all right. Let sure. me throw let me throw this sure. at you then. If that's the case, why not? You can't disprove it. Disprove. Is Bowser technically? A reincarnation of that, like, demise... Oh, I never even thought about Hatred. That. He does have that orange... He has yeah. that orange hair. Holy yeah. shit. He's I like, never thought he's, about that. Maybe, like, okay... I so don't hate that. That being was, like, sick of transforming into Ganondorf and, like, Ganon. And, like, it's just, like, that form's not working out for him. And so in the distant future, it's like, well, let me try this. No, I'm a turtle. This weird lizard turtle thing uh, with spikes on my back, and now my name is Koopa. I'm. I'm not gonna go that far, but I don't. I don't, and I never. That's new. That's a new idea to me. I don't hate it, but it, it uh, has. Cause I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think on that, brother Brandon. Okay. I'm gonna, pr- I'm gonna pray on it, and I'm gonna see <laughs> if if the truth is revealed to me. Oh my God! It has um, to. Okay. Well, who's the descent? Okay. Well, now hold on. Okay, so but Bowser's face is in the Mario series. I mean, excuse me, in the Zelda series, multiple times. It's on, and it's always connected to Malin and his family. Yeah, they were those, those weird of Bowser. Yeah. I don't know if that's some sort of like um, 
earlier Koopa, you know, a, 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 an ancestor of Bowser, or like it, it, somehow their family's connected to that. And honestly, Malin's daughter kind of looks Peach-esque. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, I mean, De- definitely, it's one of looks similar. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna say there's some sort of link there. There's probably other links between those two series that that I've sort of left out or forgotten about, but some something's there. A link. I mean, Link is in Mario Kart. A link between Mario's. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you hey, game hey, for Nabbit and Ravio. Okay. Should look similar. I know one of the creators said that that was completely coincidental. I think it was just a nod. Speaking of the different analogs in different universes, I mentioned the Chancellor from our RPG and Toadsworth. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nabbit and then in the Mario RPG world, uh, Croco. They're basically the same character. Yeah. It's this um, little purple both- thief that's kind of not really evil but like just a thief and kind of an annoyance and, a, and an issue and they have some kind of like um like hat or something that they wear on their head <laughs> um like unless okay uh nabbit okay nabbit looks like a rabbit mm-hmm. but is is his face yeah he's some kind of rabbit he just has that Little mask? Yeah, is it, is it is that a purple mask or is that is, is the purple, not the mask, that's like, not the little... The little like, kerchief thing, kerchief the little that, shadow Mario yeah. Bowser Jr. mask? Yeah, not that, but is his... Yeah, that's Nabbit. It's just purple? Like, yeah. that's not a mask, like, that's just... The mask is the mask. The purple with the ears, he's some kind of little rabbit critter. Okay. He's playable in uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, New Super, excuse me, New Super Ooh. Luigi U. Luigi U. Yeah, Which yeah. Japan's? Good, but it really is. hard. I have it. Didn't we play it? We did, and it was very hard. Yeah, it's a cool game, but it was during, like, the oversaturation of Mario, period. Yeah, um, but Nintendo was also going through a weird, like, drought. It was Mario. Mario season was here, but, like, there weren't that many other games coming out at was that time. time. It, was, it was a rough time for Nintendo and a rough time for Mario, but he's pulled through. Oh, yeah. He's, obviously, he's about to change everything. Again, um, back to Mario RPG. Do you remember Boshi? I do, and Boshi's only been in just that Mario RPG. What He's, a great character! I feel like Boshi goes right with Wario and Waluigi. That's their son. <laughs> no. Okay. He's just the Yoshi that they would have and hang out with. Do okay. Are Ma- are Wario and Wal- Waluigi are they brothers? Because the. The story no. goes with Waluigi. I wish they were. It would make sense. Is that one day he kind of just showed up and started playing. The first game he was ever in was Mario Tennis. Yeah. He kind of just shows up. And that's that's it. That's no more, no no less. That's, that's it. Waluigi just shows up. Well, he apparently has... He likes to torment Luigi. That's stated somewhere. Sure, and that totally makes sense. I just... So little of this is directly in the game, mm-hmm. except for just observable things like, oh yeah, he's clearly tormenting Luigi. Yeah. He clearly has some connection to Wario, but then there's not any, like, exposition. Like... I guess, like, 
Maybe that's the point, though. They don't like, care. They don't want there is no canon. He just yeah. fills the role of Wario's uh, doubles partner in tennis, and then they just kept him around. Sure. That's that's the real truth. Yeah, because I think the next game he was in was Mario Kart DS and, and Double Dash. He was in some stuff before that. He was in some... Mario parties and some uh, oh and Mario was he in some, golf some golfs and tennises and okay so a couple couple of various games. various sports but I guess in the end it's just like he's just another character and these are all just characters and it just ultimately goes back to that Looney Tunes concept yeah. of oh well you know maybe sometimes they're not fighting and they're yeah. just racing cars instead yeah. so like that's fine, but I would love to see them all integrated into a story in one game. Like, if Mario Odyssey... Like, you know how they showed um, that Mario's ex-girlfriend Pauline is now the mayor of, of New, New Dog. Dog City. New Dog City. Now, what if in Mario Odyssey, uh, Donkey Kong is in the game somehow and ties into to Pauline... I mean, New Dog City. They didn't say no. There. Right. What if Donkey Kong's in there? They Which said... Which begs the question, like, what if... Like, why don't Waluigi show up at a certain part? What if, like, if, like how great it would be if, if they tie in the various characters? My hopes are definitely not so high that no. they'll do that. No, they won't. But it and would be nice. it be the best game. They... Mario... The Mario series... To kind of go back to, like, characters like Geno... Mm. They have a lot of characters that they use in one game. Oh, I hate that. And then they will just be like, well, on to the next it's, one. It's the RPGs are the number one worst. Oh, yeah. They're the, they're the worst offenders of that. Um, other than them, a lot of times the characters actually will carry over. Like, yeah. Nabbit even made it to the point of being playable. Didn't mm-hmm. make it into Mario Kart yet, unfortunately. Well, that'll come eventually. Um, Fawful reappeared. He's in all. He's in the first three, um, Mario and Luigi games. Why isn't he in Mario Kart? I don't know. I if don't the know. The freaking Queen Bumblebee made it into Mario Kart Seven. Fawful, yeah, Fawful could in. Put Nabbit and Fawful in. Yeah, I Mario don't know. Mario Kart Nine. Well, it's it's entirely possible. Uh, yeah, Fawful's a a rare occasion where he's been. He's one of the characters that they've used in multiple games, like from an RPG. Sure. But like, you remember the Bean Bean Kingdom? And I was gonna bring that up. Um, in I Superstar do. Saga. What's the prince from the Bean Bean Kingdom? Ooh, what is his name? He... I, don't... I don't. know. It's Prince. Yeah, we'll have we'll have to look that one up. There's him. There's a few princesses. From like all over the world, other than just so obviously there's Princess Daisy from Sarasaland. Yes. Rosalina from Space, who's also like an immortal or something. Peasley. Crazy. Prince Peasley. Prince Peasley. Now we have a prince. I think that's great. The fact that there's a prince. There's always princesses. There is a prince from the Bean Bean King. Yeah. Bring him back. And he, isn't there a prince in Luigi? Uh, what's the one where Luigi's asleep? Oh, Dream Team? Dream Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Isn't there a prince in there too? Who's like a pillow? Uh Yes. I don't remember his name because it's been forever since I played that game. I'll tell you in just Doesn't a second. Doesn't he have like a human form too? I believe so. Well get those princes. Let me, get, let me put those princes in, in the lore. 
Yeah, they don't... Because um, it's cool that they are there. It's they don't really, cool. like, use those characters. Like, yeah. all the characters in, like, Paper Mario, for instance, mm -hmm. all the partners, most of them only appear in one game. Uh, there's an instance where um, Paracarry... Uh, the mailman from mm -hmm. the first one shows yeah, up delivering mail in the thousand year door and then after you beat the game Balletta, uh the ghost boo for, uh, that you can get in the first Paper Mario shows up and you can uh, talk to her and I thought that was pretty cool but yeah most of the time like Gino people I think Gino is probably like the character that people want to see in a game yeah and he so, even made it into Smash Brothers as a costume Items. that yeah, you can wear and put on your... Awesome. Well, I was really excited when that happened. I mean, okay, if for those of you who aren't our own friends, just listening, uh, my dog is named Gino, after Gino from Mario RPG. Um, which is why uh, our friend Cecily did that awesome fan art on our Twitter, which is my dog Gino uh, as Genos from uh, One Punch Man. I love it. That's so... And it's so... got all the little tap, tap, taps from the mm -hmm. sounds that you hear as we record. Um, so the prince from Mario and Luigi's Dream Team is called Prince Dreambert. Love it. Like, and then... Prince like, Dreambert. Mario Kart. And he's like... <laughs> he's a like... Something. He's a pillow man. Yeah, he is. I like him. And like cool where looking. he's from is from an island called like Pillow Island. Great. Or Pillillo Island or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And they're all like pillow people. Wonderful. And it's just... I'm in. Pillows. Sure. But yeah, print, there aren't too many princes. Is what's, There's a princess in Wario Land 4. And I think she has pink hair. I don't know her name because uh, I only know Captain Syrup. Yeah, Captain Syrup. Yeah, there's a whole pirate crew. But Captain Syrup, there's another obscure Mario character. Pretty cool. Yeah. She Love shows up occasionally. Yeah. The Wario series... Wario has his whole own cast of characters. And before I get too deep into Diamond City and those characters where Wario, I guess, lives, or where his company is anyway, where he makes those micro games. Yeah. Uh, do you know Wario's background? I mean, I know that um, in the lore, not the like. Oh, game, game wise, I mean. No, not really, other than that he took over Mario's castle, and then he, you yeah. know, in Super Mario... That's his first appearance. Yeah, Mario Super Mario... Mario Land 2. Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Uh, he is trying to get treasure and money to build his own castle. Yeah. And if you get enough, then you can even get a moon, like, so with his face on it. That's he supposedly was Mario's childhood friend. That's in the Mario, it's in the Nintendo of America character manual. Mm -hmm. That was like an internal document. And it's in the manga, the Super Mario Adventures manga. So that comes from both Japanese source and American. Uh, it's never depicted in a game directly, but he's supposedly Mario's childhood friend. In Super Mario Adventures, which rules... Uh, in that manga, there's these backups that are based on Mario Land 2, and 
they go over Mario and Wario when they were boys, uh, and Mario kind of bullies Wario. Whoa. It, it's like, he's not being cruel on purpose. It's just like he doesn't, I think he doesn't see that he's bullying him. Like, they'll play cops and robbers, and Mario's just always the cop. Sure. Um, and Wario's just kind of, like, silently dying inside. Oh, And, no. like, Mario, they always, like, go on these little, like, childhood adventures, and Mario always, like, succeeds at everything, and Wario uh, gets hurt or, like, doesn't make the jump and oh, stuff, no. and just... Grows to the point of, like, resenting Mario so bad. Doesn't he in that... I remember one panel you showed me specifically. It's, like, he's talking to, like, this weird, like, Baphomet, like, kind of demon or something. Like, what's the story there? Like, what's up with... Is Wario trying to, like, sell his soul? No, I don't remember, actually. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, talking to Baphomet. Well, it's definitely some weird goat demon... Thing. Well, I have it. Well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, the princess that he's supposed to rescue and, and that Wario's supposed to rescue in Wario Land Ford is uh, Princess Shokura. Yeah, I remember she's like all pink <coughs> and uh, with pink hair. And actually in that game, it's one of those like, what kind of ending are you going to earn things? Mm-hmm. Because she has different forms. She can be like uh, a sexy lady or like a typical like an anime girl or like a kid or I think she can be like she can look like fat like a Wario oh now it'd be great if there was a Wario princess I mean let me show you this it's kind of zoomed in but look at that uh-huh. look at that oh sprite. yeah yeah it just it's like, definitely like a yeah like it a, looks like Wario in drag yeah uh these aren't too bad. I need to play that game. It's oh, like, that game's really cool. I have it on 3DS. Wario Land 4. That's yeah. a cool game. I have it on 3DS. Um, I played that a lot on Game Boy Advance my freshman year of high school. Yeah. Very neat game. I think it's the first appearance of that car. You know that big, like, pink-purple car that Wario has? Yeah, the one that he's he's driving in. He's got that car. He's got a motorcycle. He's got that other outfit that he just wears sometimes. It's like his biker outfit. Oh, yeah. Mario has one of the most, like, fleshed-out side stories. Yeah, because he ends up, like, you know, starting that company, and he mm-hmm. makes those micro-games. Yeah, and, and there's all those other characters, like Ashley, who could almost have her own series. She has her own 3DS uh, theme. People really like Ashley a lot. Yeah. She's cool. It's like this weird anime goth girl. I feel like it's the type of character you would see on stuff in Japan like it wouldn't even have to be connected to Mario mm-hmm. and it is but it's like yeah and, uh, there's Excuse a lot me. of stuff going in in Wario's corner of the world oh um, yeah so this this might be a weird segue but we're talking about the Wario Land games a little bit yeah okay in those games he like Mario he has some power ups he yep. has some power hacks yep um, power ups are a big part of Mario um, and there's a lot of crazy power-ups. Um, I definitely the have some of my favorites. There's definitely some obscure ones. Anyway, in uh, in the Wario games and the Mario games, yeah. What's the deal with small Mario or small Wario? 
or small any of okay. them when they lose all their power ups and they're like squat I wonder if that's like how they see themselves like if they <laughs> get if they get that. defeated by like if they get hit <laughs> by an enemy maybe they they conceptually see themselves as a small like man oh my god and it they're like psychoanalyzing yeah um, literally, I, I it's just think, Napoleon complex. uh, literally, I think it's just like, they were like, well, we need Mario or Wario or Luigi or whoever. Yeah, all of them at this point, after like Super Mario, like 3D world and stuff. Um, they need to be little cause we don't want them to just die. Yeah. Visually. By, it's a great indicator of like gameplay. Yeah, what's going on? It's like, hey, your character's small. Maybe you should find a power up so you don't die. But okay, but but what's going on? Is that these weird little squat forms of them? Sure, uh, can't be their natural form. Their normal natural state is the super mushroom state. Sure, like. All what the if, official art and everything of Mario, he's that's his form. It's essentially what Super Mario. They have to constantly. <laughs> okay, here's here's my theory. Oh they my have god. to constantly eat super mushrooms. Oh my god. Uh, maybe not Peach. <laughs> because well, she's a small Peach. Yeah, I know, but there's small Rosalina. I know, but like, hear me out. Yeah. If Mario and Luigi are supposedly from Brooklyn, although. Some theories would say that they're from the Mushroom Kingdom originally. Originally, but let's go the route that they're from Brooklyn. Some normal humans, some couple Brooklyn boys. Maybe within the context of the Mushroom Kingdom, that they're small, and if they want to be normal, they gotta eat a mushroom. It doesn't work because Peach, Rosalina. They can all shrink. Toad, there's, Toad can shrink. This is clearly from the Mushroom Kingdom. He's a mushroom person. All the Toad, the blue and the yellow Toad. How do you think Toad feels small. about hitting blocks? <laughs> because those are made out of Mushroom Kingdom people. Right, right, right. Okay, so when I read the synopsis to the original Mario Brothers, that's that's what I was trying to get to, was how fucked the whole Mario world is if you think about it in the context of the storyline that's presented in the manual of the first game. Koopa, Bowser, and his minions with black magic invaded the peaceful Mushroom Kingdom and turned innocent people into whatever the hell field horsehair plants are and bricks and presumably all the hills that have little eyes all the little clouds that have eyes all the inanimate objects that build the ask, world that have faces on them about, for no reason now are the people of the mushroom kingdom that's so, how it's presented in a really weird way yeah also was, in the movie i was gonna ask the okay the power-ups uh-huh not they okay, have faces the stars. Too. The stars have faces. Have faces in the original one. Yeah, and, they, and well, no, they still often do. 
The Starman that makes you yeah. invincible. No, they do not. I'm just saying within the context of the first game, the first game, it's just the only one with the face is a star in the okay. first game. Like the mushrooms. Oh, yeah. And the, the mushrooms later came to be. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, so let me ask you this. Those are people that got turned into bricks. And the stars are not. Those have got to be from Star Road. And we can get into that. That's a whole piece of like the mythology of the Mario world. There's a Star Road, which is essentially like a... A type of celestial plane uh, and that's kind of where the Mario gods are like those star spirits from Paper Mario yeah. and Twink and uh, Gino is some sort of higher level like he's a star spirit person he, he can't with even, an unpronounceable he, name yeah you can't even pronounce his name it's yeah, like yeah, weird yeah. symbols there's some sort of like heavenly realm of star road which is depicted in like Mario RPG and Mario World those are the stars. I, I feel like the star man, the superstar that makes you invincible, that is some offshoot of that. Okay. Because the, the, even in Star Road in Mario World, you see a big, a bigger representation of that type of star on the top of the hill in the middle. Can you, can you picture what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those um, are from Star Road. Let me, the mushrooms and everything else, yeah, those are okay. probably used to be mushroom people. Are those people, this is what I was trying to get at. Are they still alive? Yes. When Mar so when Mario hits a block, yeah. When he eats mushrooms, uh huh. Those like, eyes even change. In Mario World, some of the blocks you hit them, and then the eyes are like closed, or they look like they're like straining and squinting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Everything Mar around Mario are like cursed mushroom people. Now, okay. From the original invasion. Okay, but Bowser's shown to What use. about... Wait, keep... Finish. Bowser is shown to use his black magic throughout the series, even into modern games. Mm -hmm. It's just not... That's not the terminology. Let me ask but, you... But, but he goes in the lava and at times comes out as dry Bowser, <laughs> which is... This man is... His flesh is melted off by molten lava... He comes back out, still clinging to life, really thriving, doing just fine, yeah. as a burnt skeleton. And then eventually, apparently, regenerates his damn self later and just, you know, goes golfing or plays tennis or goes to a party. Or drives a car. Sure. Um, it must be the same black magic that keeps dry bones and all the little bone fish and bone, every kind of bone enemies alive. Yeah. And there's booze everywhere. And there's like all this essentially occult underworld shit going on. Bowser's full of black magic and he has the, the Koopalings steal all those magic wands in, in Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. And yeah, he, black magic's a big, and the magic Koopas and Kamek, he was yeah, raised. Yeah, I was going to say Kamek, Kamek. He was uh, raised by Kamek. A Kamek raised him. And then there's Cammy Koopa, mm -hmm. a witch. who is a witch. Yeah. And just like, yeah, they, they really do get into yeah. some, some weird magic. Bowser is shit. a black magic, and, it, and that's canon. He is a warlock. He's a warlock. He is. And they just, you know, whatever. He's just a black magic dictator. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure, whatever. Sometimes. Um, okay, but all right. So the that. people. I mean, when Mario goes to Dinosaur Land, mm -hmm. are those the same, like... Oh, that's a... Damn. 
You That's know? a good question, though. Oh, but, well, yeah, because Bowser rolled up in Dinosaur Land, too, didn't he? I, yep. Yeah, he did, his, but did one he of his purposely... Flying airships, one of his airships is crashed in the middle of Dinosaur Land, yeah, and, it's and a ghost. he's already had time, by the time Mario and friends are there, he's already had time to somehow put Yoshi's back into eggs. Yeah. That's not normal. That's black magic. He, like, rebirthed them back into eggs. And he's already had all his, I guess, his generals, the Koopalings, or yeah. his children he put up for adoption. Uh, they've already had time to build castles and fortresses. So yeah, definitely. He rolled up in and cursed everybody, all the, I guess, people of, of Dinosaur Land. So and made him blocks and hills. He and just trees keeps and like he keeps like he, almost everywhere he goes, he likes to turn yeah, people into. That's what he does. Every place he goes, he curses anybody who a lot of people that he can get his hands on that won't cooperate. Yeah, he makes them into the the surroundings and just like the the world around him, and then he turns species or creatures or races that will join with him. He makes sure that they are aligned with him and hostile mm -hmm. toward Mario and Luigi and any of the heroes of the story. So, you have situations where, uh, I think it says something, like Goombas? Goombas are mushrooms. Yeah. So they too are mushroom people. But that tribe or that race of mushroom people, for the most part, is has sided with Bowser. Yeah. They pledge their allegiance to Bowser and therefore they're against Mario. There are holdout communities of Goombas yep. like in Paper Mario. I was going to say. Who who don't align themselves with Bowser. Yeah, they're good. They're good Goombas out there. Um, Just like there's tons of Toads who um, just, I guess, weren't caught and turned into inanimate objects. Yeah. So that really kind of paints a picture of a world where Bowser has kind of swept through, turned a lot of tribes and, and creatures to his side, yeah. and then cursed anybody else. And then, of course, there's holdouts who he hasn't got hold of. I just... And that's without us, like, really making up much to fill in the Yeah, it's... That's, that's us interpreting what is there. Yeah, uh, definitely... Um, I kind of want to ask you about Mario, like, other forms of media. We've touched on it a little bit, but I want to talk, like, Mario kind of outside of him, him as a video game character, like, other forms of entertainment that maybe you have had seen or played with or just any... You know, we talked about the movie a little bit, and yeah. I still encourage listeners to, to check it out if for whatever reason they haven't seen it. Um, but, like, and you brought up the the comic, mm -hmm. but, like... Well, one, one of many. One, one of many. Isn't there, like, in Japan, like, a still ongoing... Yeah. Like, serial... Super Mario-kun. It's a manga. It's a gag manga aimed at younger kids. It's been going since... I think around the time of Super Mario World, and it tends to adapt whatever game has just come out uh -huh. into a long-running Mario story. It's more gag-based than like 
action or adventure. Yeah, I was so gonna... it doesn't like work very hard to fill in like a like a, there's no door. like story that no long it is form a, story. It is, it is a long form story, but it's a story that's just set up to to show to do gags. Sure. So it doesn't really work on like filling in lore, but but it is something. I mean, it is a, one of the longest running consistent Mario stories. Sure. And Mario and Luigi talk in that. And they also talk a lot in Mario Adventures. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Manga that. That's mostly based on Super Mario World and it has a Mario Land 2 backstory. Is that one... Uh, it's full color. Does it have a little bit more of a, more yeah, of a story? Yeah, it has a really coherent beginning, middle, and end. It's, a, it's just a full-on story that kind of adapts... Mario World, but takes some liberties. It's got some neat stuff. At one point, uh, Peach uses the the cape, the yellow cape. Interesting. Neat to see Peach use. That's it. cool. Um, it has uh, a human character that's not the Mario, but it's like some salesman guy. I that just reminded me. I need to clarify something okay. that we have said in a previous episode. Uh, there was an interview that recently came out. Uh, they asked the developer of Mario Odyssey if Mario was a human, and they said yes. Yeah. And then the interviewer was like, "Well, how? Why does he look the way that he does compared to these other humans?" And their response was just, "Well, aren't there different kind of humans all over the world?" Yeah. And then that was that. So Mario is a human. Yeah, which uh, I'm happy with. I mean, which that's what we all. That yeah, honestly, I feel like that was the general like thought. Yeah, but then it I just think Miyamoto way different. And I think Miyamoto was just being you know yeah, goofy and awesome. silly like how he is. Um, but but I guess he's some kind of human though, who's brought by storks. I wonder if he is a little different. Because I bet you all those realistic, normal-looking people in New Donk City probably weren't brought by storks. Sure. I also bet it... Okay, look, Mario ingests a lot of shrooms. <laughs> and a lot no, of... No, we're not going that route. He, he eats a lot of mushrooms, and he eats a lot of just all sorts of, like, power-ups. Uh, Ooh, actually... We started talking about power-ups. Yeah. What are some of the best Mario power-ups and forms of Mario? Um, best one easily is uh, Feather, like the Cape Mario. Yeah, that's good, um, especially from a play style. That's fun to I play like play. that you can, in theory, make him... Now, obviously, there's the end to the level, mm-hmm. but you could, if you fly him up high enough and make him glide, mm-hmm. you could glide him through the moat, like, all of the level. Like, if you, like know the button combo and like mm-hmm. if you can pull it off then that's cool uh the tanuki leaf yeah is very cool on t- well the tanuki suit or the super leaf um this i'm gonna say the suit because what's cool about the suit is that he can turn st- in, st- into stone yeah like yeah it's awesome that's cool Tanuki suit, you know, is one of my favorite Mario things. Um, the the super leaf's cool too. Yeah, I like I like. Well, the super leaf 
they changed it because the Super Leaf makes him Tanuki Mario as of Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah. But it used to be in Super Mario Bros. 3, you had to get the whole Tanuki suit, and the Leaf would just make you Raccoon Mario. Yeah, and he would still, he just had like raccoon ears and a tail, mm-hmm. but he could still fly. Yeah. Um, there was a little more like, he couldn't fly forever. It wasn't yeah. like the cape. Yeah. I, I really like. Yeah, the cape was great. Um, Boomerang Mario, I'm kind of a fan of. Like Sorry. that. It's pretty cool. Get to throw Boomerang. Um, Cat Mario. Oh, yeah. It's a, that's a good one. Cat everybody. Cat Rosalina. Yeah, they, that power-up scooter, I like how you can climb the walls and mm-hmm. just, like, do, you can jump up and do this, like, kind of dive at enemies and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, what were some of your, your favorite ones besides... Cloud Mario? Ooh, the, yeah. Isn't that from, in Galaxy 2? Yeah, Galaxy. Or is it in Galaxy or I Galaxy? think it's in Galaxy 2, actually. I don't know if it's in both. Well, anyway, I like the way that one looks. It's pretty neat. Um, you know, I love the cape, like you already said. Sure. The, the ones that you mentioned, I, I love those too. Except Boomerang Mario. That's whatever. Um, I like uh, Frog Mario. Frog Suit Mario was pretty oh, neat. Yeah. I feel like they used that a lot in various media back in the Mario 3 days. Like, it was in the Super Show a lot, and you could see Princess Toadstool and Toad in the frog suit sometimes. I thought that was neat in the cartoon. That's awesome. Was um, that the Super Show? Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Hey, this segues us back into the topic that we sort of let drop just a moment ago. Yeah. Which was other forms of media. Yeah. So we talked about the comics and manga. Yeah. There's, um, there were a few like weird OVA, like, like anime movie situations. Really? I see. I didn't know that. They were based on like Japanese fairy tales. Like there's one that does Mario as Momotaro, which is like this Japanese story of a, of a baby in a giant, uh, peach. Um, Momotaro kind of means like peach boy. And it's this story of like an elderly couple who finds a baby in a peach um, and raises it. They did a like Mario adaptation of that. And there's, these are old. It's like these old Mario and Were these made like late 80s, early 90s, would you say? I think they're in the 90s. I mean, it's something that could be easily looked up. Uh, there's those. Um, I hadn't seen them. I've just, you know, read about them and seen clips. Yeah. Uh, there's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Which was wild. It had live action segments with uh, Captain Mar- Lou Albano. Yeah, I was going to say Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, and Danny Wells as Luigi. Uh, both of them are dead. Yeah, they're, they're both gone. Um, I mean, Charles, Charles Martinet. Is it Martinet or Martinet? I've, I've heard both. Well, he, he... I think he has said both, too. What? He knows his own name. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That that's a thing that you could find out. The I think it's Martinet. Um, that man, the voice of Mario, and like all the characters, uh, and John Leguizamo, who played Luigi in the movie, in the movie, are like two of the only Mario Brothers actors left. Because Danny Wells is dead. Bob Hoskins is yeah, dead. Yeah, Bob Hoskins who died. Mario in the movie. Captain like, Lou Albano died. Uh, Captain Lou's gone. Probably from drugs. Now, Captain Lou. He was this 
really wild like pro wrestler live action Mario with the plumber aspect and the Brooklyn aspect like working class Brooklyn pre hipster invasion uh, aspect played all the way up yeah the super show uh, he had this like curly mullet situation and he did a PSA when when he was still Mario famous he did a PSA it's like a commercial break thing with the Mario hat on and he says you gotta look it up on YouTube it's great uh, look up like Captain Lou Mario uh, PSA and it is uh, he says alright kids if you do drugs you go to hell before you die <laughs> please so there's a depiction a, a semi-official depiction of Mario telling children if you do drugs you go to hell before you die please and then, yeah at the end he says please <laughs> like oh a desperate plea God. and he had to have been on drugs himself <laughs> so it's it's really uh it's really something yeah it's definitely worth checking out um so as for mario across other media i would say that that's probably the best well there's the super when, mario, when mario tells you not to yeah, do drugs that's easily the best one i was gonna also bring up the super mario world show and, and what i want to ask you brandon is uh how'd the theme song go to, to I don't that, I don't know Mario. the whole theme song, but it definitely it goes a little something like this. It's like Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario World. It's a blast from their past. Like they put this like <laughs> they put this like weird like oh. kind of Jamaican accent and like okay. But it was caveman themed. Yeah, it was So where did the Jamaican thing come I from? I don't know. But it's like Okay, so the premise is they're in dinosaur land, but there's these cavemen. Yeah, there was around. a character named like Ooga Booga or something that was like a caveman boy. I don't know. It doesn't really quite oh. fit the game. Like Yoshi's in it, and like Mario and Luigi, and like everyone is in it. But it, I don't know. It it was like this spiritual like successor, I guess, to. Um, the, the super, super show. The super show. Um, Joseph, let me ask you: Was Mario in Captain N? Was was I'm Mario? I'm sure Mario was referenced or something in Captain N. Uh, Captain N. So I guess to to even tell you what that is was this cartoon, um, where this like teenager became like Captain N. He was like this Nintendo champion. He went in his TV or whatever into his Nintendo. He had this jacket. I think yeah, I had he did. It was like it. A, it was like a high school Letterman jacket. Yeah. Yeah. You can look up if you don't. You're probably familiar with this if you're nerdy enough to be listening to our Nintendo podcast. But but look up Captain In. Uh, that show does have a really weird interpretation of Mega Man in it. But we'll have. Well, why don't we? Okay, you guys. Google Captain in. We'll table that for another for time. our Mega Man episode, which we'll have yeah. to do eventually, because it has the screwiest version of Mega Man. Ever Let me just it. ask. Donkey Kong's in it, so that's a connection to the Mario franchise. But is that the one with Super Fighting Robot Mega Man? No, 
Okay. Well, no. we'll, we'll talk about that later. That's right. the Ruby Spears yeah. Mega Man okay. cartoon. Well, I'm, you right. get me. I'm poised All right. All for right. Mega Man show. We'll do that soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but to I, sort of get back to Mario. Mario um, in various uh, Was there any forms of media? Thing else... Like, obviously, like, he was in Smash Bros. Yeah. He... This is... This is also another game. Okay, so... For those who've never heard of it, there was a system called the Philips CDI. And... Nintendo licensed Mario, as well as a couple Zelda games, out to them. And... They are considered, like, to be some of the worst games in both of those franchises like I don't really like know anything about ever. CDI and Mario except um, for that Ouija face that meme. Um, so there was Hotel Mario was one of them Okay. and like you kinda would they had like these CG, not CGI but they had these like cartoon clips that <laughs> I'm sure if you've seen a YouTube poop there's a good chance that you've seen. Is that where the Ouija face came from? Yeah and then like a lot of the, like the clip these Mario clips a lot of them came from those CDI games, but Hotel Mario, you would like open these, there's like these certain platforms that you would would go up and down and you'd have to open up these doors and like enemies would come at you and I don't know, the game looks awful, uh, I would never want to play it and it's widely considered to be just really bad and I think there's another one but I, I don't, it doesn't matter, they're, they're bad. Okay. Um, but that was an instance where Nintendo was like, let's, let's license out our characters to uh, somebody else and see what they do. And it turns out, a lot of times, yeah, they, they did get burnt to the point where they kind of stopped yeah. for a while. But like now they're like, they've loosened up a lot. And like there's a, uh, I'm looking over at Joseph and he has his uh, Mario action figure, which. One of many. But it's this of this is a very like kind of high end toy. Who was? This is an SH Figure Arts. Okay. Um, which is one of the like Japanese collectible action figures where they have they're just very very poseable and they're really high quality. Um, they're almost good for like setting in special like poses and then photographing, which yeah. is what a lot of people do like on Instagram and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause they're really great. Like they look, they, they're usually, they're made by Bandai and they're, uh, they're just really great figures. They're, they're pretty pricey. Um, yeah. And they usually have limited releases and, uh, a lot of times you got to import them, uh, or get them at a con or something like that. Well, the pride, the pride is fun to see them at cons cause oh, there's that they're... fun factor of like encountering a toy in, in the wild and deciding to buy it. But the prices are always way jacked. Oh yeah, cons. definitely. Um, but anyway, here I, I'm sitting here with this Mario figure arts. Um, there have been a lot of Mario toys over the years. Yeah, good was, ones and bad ones. Um, what are some of the? Let's just let's go with the bad first. What are some of the bad? Um, Mario, toys? most most have been bad. Uh, somehow Nintendo, I guess in in a way it almost probably serves their interest. Their video game company. Yeah, and in some ways, it's it's almost like video games, sort of defeated toys as something that kids play with, because you sort of had to use your imagination and set things up and make up your own rules and stuff. And I think kids now, 
outgrow toys faster. Sure. And just move straight into games that function sort of like toys, like Minecraft. Sure. Well, because there's, you know, a set of rules and, like, they don't have to do the work of getting the toys yeah. out. It's most, you know, point and click and... Yeah. Or holding the controller so, or whatever. So a lot of Mario toys were... I don't think Nintendo tried very hard to, like, make sure there were good toys of their characters. That's they were true. making games. But there are representations of their characters and toys going way back. Um, I remember I had a buddy who had a lot of Nintendo figures. I think he got a lot of them from KB Toys. Yeah. Like, back in the day. And, like, a lot of them were, like, Zelda ones. But I think there might have been some Mario ones in the mix, too. There were. Um, but they... Uh, Granted, the figures, thinking back on them now, they didn't look super great. Back but... in the day, the best by far, and they're still pretty good by today's standards, the best Mario figures were, uh, you mentioned KB Toys. KB Toys uh, had a semi-exclusive, not exclusive, but they had a relationship with this company that no longer exists called Toy Biz, which is a really good action figure oh, yeah. company. Toy Biz started the Marvel Legends line and anybody who's like into toys and action figures like Marvel Legends was probably the height of the American toy industry like as far as collectible action figures um, and it's gone downhill since then like now Hasbro no excuse me uh, yeah, Has yeah Hasbro Mattel makes the DC figures um, I've been out of action figure collecting for the past few years, for the most, with some exceptions, but uh, for most of my life I've been really into it. So, uh, Toy Biz, who made the Marvel Legends uh, back in the day, yeah. they made a line of Mario Kart figures. Okay. And they were awesome because they, the license was Mario Kart, but they went ahead and made figures that just came with the cart but could come out of it and were like their own separate figures. Who has the Mario Kart license now is Connects. The blocks. I remember I was gonna Legos, ask you about I was gonna ask blocks. you about that. Yeah, and they make these little sort of like not even Lego minifigures. Uh, and then they have these Mario Kart sets. That's whatever. Okay, those are fine. That's it's cool. I'm glad there's little like Mario blind bags and stuff and I've got those and they're fun. Yeah. But the Toy Biz Mario Kart figures are almost like up to modern figure standards. They're really poseable. They had like ball joints at their shoulders and stuff. And uh, the Mario figure from that line, specifically, I just carried around. I would take him to school. It's probably in like sixth grade or seventh. And I remember I would just keep him in my pocket all the time. That's so crazy. He was awesome. I got frostbite. <laughs> the only time I ever got frostbite what? in my life was winter and I was walking home from middle school and we were passing uh, through this area where there was like a little stream yeah and I was playing with my Mario figure the Toy Biz <laughs> Mario Kart Mario I was playing with him oh on the frozen stream and he's uh, you know I was like walking him on the, on the ice and he like broke the ice and plopped down like beneath into the stream so I immediately plunged my hand into the frozen to stream get, and fished around in there feeling for Mario and I got him and I pulled my hand out and I had already in that short amount of time got uh, a 
a little bit of frostbite and it started under my fingernails. Oh no. Um, and no, now your hands no are the same. Yeah, they're, I'm fine. Uh, it, it healed up in a matter of days, but it, it was, it was That's painful. Once you, it was pretty painful. Have you ever been frostbitten? Hell no. Yeah. But, it, but anyway, um, that figure rules and it's still maybe one of the coolest. Do you still have it? Of all time. Absolutely. I do. He's got some little scratches on his nose and on the top of his hat from, cause I played with it. Sure. I played with it outside. I think I took him to the pool. He had, he had his cart. And the cart, you could pull back if the wheels were rubber and had a real good grip to them. Yeah. And uh, he would seatbelt into his cart so he wouldn't, like, flop out of it. Yeah. And you would pull it back and it would go. Uh, and it would shoot items. You could, like, load a, tr- like a I shell remember, in there. I think... I still have all this, too. It's in storage. Yeah, I was thinking when we were going through your storage mm-hmm. the last... One of the last times and we were, like, just looking through all the stuff i think that was one of the things we pulled out uh, the mario kart line from toy biz is wonderful the quality is higher on the first wave yeah which was mario uh bowser donkey kong the donkey kong figure is incredible like they really sculpted like his fur um i think that might be it i think that might be the full first wave Second wave has Luigi, and I'm struggling to think who else. And I'm going to make you guys sit here and listen to me go, uh. But it definitely had Luigi in it because Luigi? I uh, got that figure, I think, around the same time the GameCube was just coming out. Wow. And I, I just remember it so well that Luigi wasn't quite up to the quality yeah. that Mario was. Um, there was an, another line from the same company, yeah. uh, Toy Biz, that was the Diddy Kong Racing Series. And oh, they, wow. The quality on those was maybe even higher. Um, and that had Banjo of Banjo and Kazooie. Unfortunately, Kazooie's not like poking out of his backpack or anything. It's just Banjo. Mm-hmm. That's a great figure, too. But anyway, Toy Biz made those, and those are some of the best Mario toys ever. They still are. Ertle, as we said before, made the Mario movie toys. Those are pretty great. Um, uh, Brandon just just showed me this really derpy Donkey Kong figure. Uh, that's it's a photo he took of some toy that I have in storage. The, I, I took this photo anymore. years um, ago. It's from a later set of Donkey Kong toys. Okay. Which was not because this nearly this as good. this boy. Let me just say yeah. he's not looking too. No, hard. no, no. There's a really good Donkey Kong out there. He has like shading and stuff painted on to him he's like he's like very high quality for for early 2000s toys yeah um then there were other lines that weren't as good now um, there was a super mario brothers 3 happy meal set of toys mm-hmm. um and i remember getting those i was really young uh but i still have a bunch of them there was a luigi on a cloud you pull him back and he rolls on little wheels and he's got a little star man in his hand. Yeah. Um, and he's not painted all the way. It's just a McDonald's Happy Meal. Like his boots are green. Sure. Instead of being brown. Uh, there's a raccoon Mario, which is on a spring. And you push it down and it sticks to a platform with a suction cup. Uh-huh. And inevitably the suction cup, like loosens and releases and then he bounces up in the air that's insane 
Um, there was a slap bracelet, I think, and I never got it. There's a Koopa Troopa that I think you pump air in this little thing and it moves its back legs. And I have two or three of those that I picked up at flea markets and they never had the little pump thing. Oh no. I, and then there was a Goomba that has a little suction cup on the bottom of his chin. You push it down, the suction cup sticks to a platform between his feet. When it eventually releases, he turns, if it works right, a backflip. Yeah. Um, I have most of those. I think that's the whole Super Mario Brothers 3 set. Now, I think I remember you having these plushies. It was different, like Yoshi's oh and like a Mario yes. and like I think a Donkey I Kong. Have so many of those. Very they're, different. Very was wasn't there a specific they're plush toys? But they're they're kind of they're like not brand name Beanie Babies. Yeah, those are from the Super Power Supplies catalog, which was a companion to Nintendo Power. They came out in the. Late uh, through the '90s into the late '90s, I think maybe into the early 2000s, but they phased it out pretty like during the Nintendo 64 era. Yeah, um, but it existed definitely in the Super Nintendo and in the Nintendo 64 era. Yeah, that Super Power Supplies catalog ruled. It was like Nintendo wasn't selling these toys and stuff in stores; they were selling them through a catalog. This is pre-internet. <sighs> Well, I mean, there was internet. Yeah, right? well, I mean, you couldn't just... It this was when mail-in catalogs were still a thing. a thing, and you didn't order everything online. Superpower Supplies Catalog, I still have old copies of it where I have all these things circled and stuff that I wanted to get. They had these Mario Beanie Babies, and I just got all of them. I just somehow convinced my mom that I had to have... All of them? All of them. And it must have been right around Mario 64 because the Mario one is in this flight pose and he has the wing cap. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, and there's there's various Yoshi colors. Um, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, um, Bowser, tons of them. I, I have almost all of them. Yeah, I remember when you had them on display. I, at one um, point I had all of them, but then they made some more. Um, there's one more kind of special toy, I think. It's not so much a toy. It is a toy, but it's like a stuffed toy. It's like a stuffed Mario. He, it's old looking. He has a little mustache. Yeah, Mario does yeah. have a mustache. I know, but this is like an old, <laughs> this is like an old, old plush. Yeah. Like, it's like, if you looked at this, you'd be like, this is not quite what Mario looks like. Oh, uh, yep. I, I, I own it. Uh, um, it's somewhere... In storage? Yeah. But I was just like, was that your first? No. I actually got that later on. Really? It's old. Interesting. It's probably one of my oldest Mario toys. Sure. Ooh, my oldest Mario toy. Yeah, what is it? And one of my earliest toys was a toy Donkey Kong. I got it from this toy store that no longer exists called Children's Palace. Yeah. It was a chain. We had one in Evansville. Uh... It's Donkey Kong. It's kind of a hybrid between an action figure and a plush toy. Yeah. It's not very soft, but it is made mostly of cloth. Sure. With like hard plastic feet and face and hands. Um, and it's action figure size. Wow. So it's not like a big stuffed animal. Um, it's like the size of this Mario figure arts. Mm -hmm. It's Donkey Kong, 
pre-red tie. So this would be a younger Cranky Kong. Okay. Um, he has cloth arms so that they're sort of poseable. Yeah. And then the hands, if you feel in his wrists, there's these metal things that are like you pinch the wrists and the hand opens up. It's like a soft enough plastic and it has metal inside of it. Interesting. So that you pinch and the hand grip opens. Yeah. And it could say grip a pencil and then you release the wrist and it's going to grip on that pencil. So you could make him hold things or hang off of something. Wow. Um, and it had a tag on its butt. And when I was little, I would cut tags off of everything. So I cut the tag off. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure that I got it when I was so young that to me, it was just some kind of monkey. Like I didn't, and I you cut didn't... the tag off, which said Donkey Kong. So and I believe but... I owned that before I had ever played a video game. Wow. I must, I think I was like pre preschool. Like That's I was not in... enrolled in preschool. That's yet. insane. I don't think I've ever really owned a Mario toy. I remember at some point in my life getting like it was this Mario that had like it was hanging off a parachute that was like it was red and white and if you threw him up in the air you could see him like float down were you already like in high school or something? I was that yeah might have been, I think Burger King it was did a line of Nintendo or like Wii I might have been, yeah, I think I was in high school or something. Yeah, that's what that was. That was a kid's meal toy from yeah, a I, someone just passed Yeah, someone just passed it off to me, and I was like, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I, I like Mario. You got me. <laughs> uh, but it was the thought that counts, and that's good. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I have too much experience as far as, like, owning a Mario toy. Although... Now I would say I have that Mario Amiibo. Oh Lord, how are we gonna do this and not talk about um, Amiibo? There are a bunch of Mario Amiibo. Quite a few actually. There's like a gold one, a silver one, and yeah. the Smash Bros. one, the, the non-Smash Bros. one. Um, there's a, um, isn't there a Skylanders one? There's, yeah, but that's Bowser is, is oh, okay. and there's like Donkey Kong is a, is okay. one but not a Mario Skylander um there is a uh the 30th anniversary like oh, that's eight, right. the 8-bit Mario the 8-bit there's one two different ones there is the ret like kind of original retro skin and then there's a modern day like 8-bit update uh where they recolor the they... sprite with modern colors mm -hmm. I do not approve of that I love it there was a Uniqlo shirt I didn't buy because because the sprite was the Mario lying. sprite yeah it, the Mario sprite the eight bit Mario sprite from yeah. Super Mario Brothers the game is brown and red they didn't have any colors back then it wasn't blue it wasn't it didn't have gloves that were white it's, that's an anachronism there's no reason to go back and recolor. That sprite, the the charm of the limited colors they had. Let me ask was part you. of it. Just right off the top of your head, what are your favorite Mario sprites? Uh, well, we talked about this in another episode before that I really do like the Mario World sprite and the sort of unique like sky blue and pinkish yeah. color that he was, and how rounded and sort of 
shiny he was and but how you, he gave the um, a peace sign at the end of the level. Do you what? remember how he looked in the first Super Mario Land, though? Well, the Game Boy sprite? Yeah. That's not great. No. What about Super Mario Land 2, though? What about that one? It's better. It's better. It's better. So Game Boy sprites. They're good. Super Mario Land 2 is a lot better. Sure. Uh, the sprite work in the Mario and Luigi series is great. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I, what, yeah. What sticks out to me probably especially is Superstar Saga. Oh. The first one for Game Boy. I games. will say, like... Those are great. The remake, the fact that they updated the graphics leaves something a little bit to be, like, I don't really... I'm not... At first I was really into it, but now I'm not so much because there's kind of a certain charm to how it looks originally. Like, yeah, I liked it. It looks fine. It looks fine for the remake. It looks fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. I'm going to play it. I just think that the way that they look in the GBA, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, looks real good. And uh, those are probably my favorite sprites behind Mario World, which is just the best one. Because he's that short, chubby, like... Rosy, rosy-cheeked yeah. Mario. It's good how they move in the Mario Luigi series. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. The, this almost doesn't count. It's, it's not Mario, the man himself, but Wario Land Shake It? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. No, I'm for thinking Wario Where Shake It. What's no, the, the Wario, Wario Land Shake It. Yeah? Yeah, for Wii. Okay, where the graphics, they look sort of like how Shantae, half Hero, or the remake of A Boy and His Blob. They're like those... Really cool, fluidly animated, HD. Uh, it's like a cartoon. Some sprites, yeah. It's like a side scroll that looks like like a hand drawn animation. It's insane. How that those Wario sprites are just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Whether or not that game is great, it's okay. It's it's the game is okay. It looks awesome, but it look like graphically they knocked out of the park. I was really disappointed that the game wasn't great with those graphics because then I think Nintendo was kind of like, oh well, turns out consumers don't really like this visual style. Yeah, no, just we love it or I love it. Just make it a really good game. Like Shantae is that style and also like perfect. really good. So yeah, do that. Um, Mario over the years too, like some of the games have done some weird graphic styles. Mm. Um, specifically, I want to point out a few like Yoshi's Island, the first one, and I mean the that's other, the best. The other two are okay. style ever. So that was one they they haven't really ever returned to. I think they think they have. I think they think. <sighs> That Mario, that Yoshi's Island DS, and um, in a in an updated sort of way, uh, Yoshi's, Yoshi's New, New Island. Island. Those okay. games look cool. They look fine. Yeah, that original SNES artwork too. But the, yeah, it doesn't oh, quite so stack good. up to that to to that artwork. That is the I want. Like you know, they do these eight bit games that that are great. Yeah, like Shovel Knight, um, stuff like Cave Story, stuff like Mutant Muds. Um, those games are so cool, but God, make a game in that Yoshi's Island art style. I bet that there's some, there's bit. gotta be somebody out there that wants to use like that, that engine 
Oh, and sort of just make best uh, best graphics of any game of all time. Um, but that game, uh, Paper Mario, is another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has no legs though. Well, they they update the Paper Mario sprite <laughs> in yes. the, in the second one. It's great. I kind of like the first one. Um, no, no, no. I love uh, I love the first one because the first one he's short. He's a little tubby. Got a little yeah, he is. Yeah, he really is. Uh, and he used to look so fat. The sprite from Mario looks so fat in Super Mario Bros. 3 when he swims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super Mario Bros. 3 when he swims. And he's got those black overalls. And he looks... That's another one that where he looks... That whole game, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> 3, it's kind of like that and also Super Mario Bros. 2, not Lost Levels, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Doki Doki Panic, like sure. skin. Um, both of those games like look different, like just in terms of like level design, how the characters yeah. look, and uh, in Super Mario Brothers three, like Mario's like very tan. Yeah, he sure is. He's a very yeah. tan man. Yeah. Um, and basically, I guess basically the sprite, it looks like his hands are are his skin tone. So he's mm-hmm. like he doesn't have his gloves. He's wearing black overalls. I mean, he's not. In the artwork, he's not. But that's how the sprite looks. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird... It's kind of a weird time. Yeah. Um, and then, like... I think once 64 happened, Mario sort of got, over the years, a little, like... They streamlined him. The, yeah, they, he... He looks how he looks now. Like Yeah, he's pretty much locked in. Yeah, and I don't, like... Granted, the way it looks in Odyssey, like graphics, just yeah, looks incredible. I saw this really close-up picture of his glove, and oh, you can yeah. see like it's like a suede-looking. It's insane, like all the textures and like the stitching in the glove, just everything. Like the <laughs> the attention to detail is so yeah. insane. But like we're at that point with the Mario that a Mario game can look like that and. Just like, oh, God, I love Mario, and I love, I cannot wait for Mario Odyssey. He's such a weird-looking character. Like, we accept him because, hey, you know what? This show, we're body positive. We, we, we you know, it's every, everyone's, everybody's a beautiful body. Yeah. But, no, what I'm, what I'm really getting at is Mario, uh, he's such a weird character. I think we accept him because we're used to him. He's yeah. been around, he's been looking like that. But if you look at him now, like, why does he look like that? He's this man with a mustache and this big nose in some overalls. He's, he's kind of an odd character. I, I think if they, in today's gaming world, if someone, if Mario... No, would, yeah, he would not. If like Mario that. didn't exist, for whatever reason. What a bleak world. Yeah, That's exactly. a bad timeline. Yeah, that's the worst timeline. Yeah. Um... So Mario didn't exist, and someone I tried to pitch either. Mario. They'd be like, "Where you? Where's, <laughs> where's his gun? It's in rabbits, but but they'd be like, "Where's his gun? Why is he? Why is he so short? Red? Like, where's his? Uh, where's his helmet? I don't know if those. Are the, he can be red. Well, where's his helmet? Gun. Where's his gun? But I think the mustache. Does he shoot people? He's a. Can he drive? What kind of game okay. is this? It's like a does, sandbox. Do you think he? Does he look like a plumber? I mean, I okay. I know he's a plumber. Let me ask you this. Um, there is like, they really in the in the earlier games worked in like 
kind of the lore and the story like that Mario maybe even if it wasn't direct necessarily it was like he, Mario's a plumber mm-hmm. he's Italian yeah and he's a plumber Italian American from Brooklyn that's right he's an Italian American in New York I mean, Nintendo so Little Mac from Punch Out which has Mario in it yeah he's correct? the he's the like referee okay so shared universe um, Little Mac is from the Bronx sure so New York confirmed for Mario's world and Mario is in there name dog <laughs> yeah it's, not, it's it's Brooklyn new dog city okay okay so, no okay but what I'm trying to get at is okay they really kind of played up that he's a plumber mm-hmm. he's this especially the American in the movie they don't touch on that okay look anymore. he's got that over the top Italian accent okay which, okay God knows I love Mario. Is is Mario's accent problematic? Is is it a racial stereotype or or a ethnic or national stereotype of Italians? I think it's a me. I th- okay, mamma it, mia, it it's is. a pasta. It it is. We can't we can't say it's not. That's probably it's probably we, we not. We need to veer. Slightly, we could just tone it down. Yeah, just tone it down. He can be Italian, and I guess he's real Italian American. He, with that accent, he's not. Like, he's supposed to be born in America. Yeah, born in Brooklyn, or I guess the Mushroom Kingdom. Regardless of where, he's never said to be born in Italy. Yeah, and he speaks English, even mm-hmm. in Japanese. It's although, still, like sometimes in in specifically the Mario and Luigi games, there's like. Oh, that Mario gibberish They do the weird, like, kind of, like, Mario gibberish language. It's like, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, So, there's that. Um, The other thing, a lot of of my kids were pointing out, God bless them, that in the Odyssey trailer, he's wearing that sombrero. Some people are not into that. Some people couldn't even, like, see, like like how exciting and amazing the game looks because like they were just immediately like they saw that Mexican outfit and were just like oh boy that's can't be doing that and I realized it's he actually wears a bunch of outfits a lot of them the the Mexican outfit is one of many like international sure different outfits that he wears and they're all based on old games I don't think okay maybe, maybe they still shouldn't Maybe they shouldn't. But I also don't think they mean any harm. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was... I don't think it was intentional. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nintendo is out oh, no, to of course be not. It, problematic. Yeah, it's not a matter of it being intentional. It's more a matter of it being... Um, Maybe it was a poor choice on they, their part. Yeah, they could have they decided something the, else. The, yeah, surely. But... It is what it is, and we got it in the game, and I think most people, like, I think the world at large is probably going to just be like, huh, why isn't sombrero? Oh, okay. And that's that. Like, I don't think, like, 
I'm not saying that we shouldn't look at it critically. Yeah. But I just think at the end of the day, this is a game that's going to sell systems. People are, are going to buy this. He is cute in that sombrero and like the little poncho. Yeah. But, but, uh, but they, they do. They need to be careful. Sure. They need, they need to be careful with that yeah. stuff. I think, I think from interviews I read, they said they want to create the feeling of a world tour um, and they want to create the feeling of there's different currency in each different place you visit. Yeah. There's uh, new outfits to be bought in each place and they said they wanted to recreate the feeling of going to a foreign land and trying to do like a win in Rome as the Romans do type of situation where you're like, oh, I'm in this country, I want to see what it's like to wear the clothes here and stuff. Yeah. I, I think it's coming from a good place. They, they ought to be mindful. A little bit more sensitive. Um, the other place, so I guess, you know, now, now we're talking about that, let's be, let's be critical of Mario. All right. Uh, gender in Mario World. Okay. Damsels in distress. They, they really do play up the trope, the damsel in distress trope of, oh no, princess been kidnapped. It's up to the Mario brothers to come save her. And, like, that is the case most of the time. Uh, sometimes there is, like, like, I want to say Cacletta from Superstar Saga. Oh, yeah, a female villain. She's a female villain. That was cool. There's I some, forgot about Sometimes her. there's some female villains. Yeah. That's neat. Um, there's uh, Super Princess Peach, which where they thought they, they thought they, they were gonna flip it and say, "Well, Peach is the hero, and and Mario's been abducted this time." But which, then they made cool all premise. Her, yeah, and it, oh my god, slow down for just a minute before okay. we rip the fucking concept of this game. The sprite work in that game for DS Super yeah. Princess Peach, God, it's cute. The enemies, the animations. The way the Koopa Troopas stroll and skip along, yeah, that's great. That's that's there you go. There's a Mario game with some really great sprite work. Her powers are all based on extreme emotional extremes. What? What? Are you kidding? There are four. Okay, so there are four. It's like mad, sad. I think is one of them happy. I don't know. There's one where she's just like crying, insane, like yeah. I think that's the. Tears. I think that's the. And angry, she like turns blood red. And yeah. Rages. Um. Let me. I'll look it up. Well, I mean, it. it um, it's almost. It doesn't matter. Like that. That was a misstep. A bad one. Like that. What the fuck. Yeah, come on. The thing it's is, it's not even in character. She when has she been shown to be like emotionally unhinged? Never. She's usually like really composed. Like, yeah, I, that um, was just wrong. That was just straight up the wrong. That you can't really. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good way to to look at that. No, it was. It right. was okay. Joy, gloom, rage, and calm are the emotions used along the way. When the player taps on each mood, it will activate a different ability. So basically, Peach has to use her emotions 
to get through the game because it's not like Peach. It's not like Peach can just jump on a dude. It's not like she can't just... Well, she does. She has Parry the Parasol, which she can, like, smack shit with. Hey, and that's cool. Yeah. That would have been fine. That would have been fine. They should have made it all work, have to do with Parry the Parasol. Yeah, no no reason to do... To factor those emotions in. They wanted you to tap the bottom screen, which is how you control the emotions. But just, you know, that they went, oh, well, you know, she's she's a a, woman. She's She's a woman. Oh, it was just just wrong, wrong, wrong. They just, they, that's wrong. Um, they fucked up. What are some other, I mean... Um, well, I mean, that's the damsel in distress thing. I mean, Pauline, it looks like, with Pauline being the mayor of New Donk City, yeah. there's something. That looks great. That's really cool. Yeah. She, like, Maya's ex-girlfriend is now the mayor of New Donk City, and he's going to go to her city where she's the mayor. That's awesome. That is very cool. That is awesome. Um, there's an interview uh, that somebody from Kotaku did with Miyamoto where he was pretty careful about it, um, but he asked him about the damsel in distress situation. Miyamoto said essentially that when he created Donkey Kong, that arcades way back then were mostly just like full of boys. Sure. Uh, and that it really was just kind of like, well, you know, yeah, we kind of just fell into the damsel in distress trope uh, assuming the player had sort of like male fantasies sure and then as time went on we realized that like girls were playing some of these games especially like Mario Kart and multiplayer games and we wanted there to be girl characters that the girl players could play as yeah so there's that and then they asked him uh, they asked him about you know modern games and one of them they talked about Pikmin and how in uh, Pikmin is it Pikmin 3 for uh, Wii U there's a girl character yeah, you know, yeah that's that right. you can yeah. play as uh, I think her name's Brittany if I remember right um, so anyway Miyamoto says that the structure of the gameplay comes before the story we know that's how he works um, he this is really weird that Miyamoto says this. He says, if we end up creating a gameplay structure where this is, I'm quoting Miyamoto. Okay. Obviously, this is translated yeah. to English. Uh, so I don't know if we lose or nuance or what, but this is, this is a quote. Okay. If we end up creating a gameplay structure where it makes sense for whether it's a female to go rescue a male or a gay man to rescue a lesbian woman or a lesbian woman to rescue a gay man, we might take that approach. For us, it's less about the story and more about the structure of the gameplay and what makes sense to be presenting to the consumer. I don't yeah. really... It's a really weird quote. I, I, don't, one, I don't know how I can respond to that. I'm not... It's pretty careful. It's, it's, he's not really... I think he was just trying to be careful. Yeah. And that's fine. But but how careful is he? Because I'm actually surprised to hear Miyamoto, like, we don't know his political views. We don't know Reggie that stuff at all. Said recently that Nintendo, they ain't trying to be political. They right. just want to make games that are fun. That's yeah. it. They ain't, well, trying, they ain't trying to do that. Do all that. fine to an extent, but I think you... Representation... No, that matters. Is really important. And, and you that, can do that without being politically um, uh, provocative. Yeah. You um, can just 
have some inclusion. You Which can, you can make Pauline the mayor of New Donk City. And they That's did. Cool. Yeah, you don't have to be provocative about it, but some other stuff though. Okay, I want to. That kind of segues into these other characters. First, I want to bring up um, Vivian from the from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. So, um, in the American version of the game, uh, she is a part of. She has two other sisters in the group. It's called like the Shadow Sirens or something like that. And in that, they call her ugly, and like mm-hmm. she's ugly and like all this stuff, and then insulting her like beauty, which that's in and of itself that's bad. But uh, originally, the character was trans, um, and so they just took that out of the American game. And like, what year was that? Early 2000s? 2004? Um, so I, I should hope they wouldn't make that decision. Some, today yeah, they did it. I would hope my hope is that they wouldn't, they shouldn't have made it then. They shouldn't have. I thought it would have been, it would have been really cool to just have you know, this, this trans character, yeah, uh, in that game, and like that she becomes one of your spoilers, she becomes one of your partners, yeah. Um, but that's just like the route that they took i guess they felt like the world wasn't ready to have a trans character in a mario game and that's honestly that's not the only instance that's not the only instance in a mario game uh joseph what about uh birdo okay birdo in the manual to super mario brothers 2 uh it says first of all they they put the name as ostro um in the manual interesting But, but anyway uh the profile reads he thinks he is a girl and he spits eggs from his mouth they use he his pronouns okay the character is depicted in the artwork with stereotypically feminine eyelashes and a red bow which is like the cartoon uh indicator of femininity like Ms. Pac-Man sure. let's put some let's put some lipstick and eyelashes and, and a bow. bow so so Birdo or Ostro in this case has has the eyelashes has the bow that's in the art with the sprite it's hard to say if there's a bow maybe that's kind of a bow um but it says he thinks he is a girl which sounds just like a really dismissive uh, and it's bad Pretty bad way to talk about, Um, but the character's name in Japanese is Catherine, just like the 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 typical like the Western name Catherine. Even today, like even like that's like Birdo is a is a um, a Western localized different name name that we use is Birdo. Nintendo American Uh, in Japan, the character's name is Catherine. 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 I don't know. It seems like in Mario Kart Double Dash, Birdo slash Catherine was kind of played as Yoshi's like sort of partner. Yeah. Because you partner up characters in that game. Sure. And Birdo's sort of been partnered with Yoshi in, in I think, uh, those soccer games. Or yeah, like in tennis. Birdo was, yeah. in, was in tennis. Yeah. I think over the years, they've kind of just swept that. Has Birdo board. just sort of become a girl? I... I I don't think they've, they don't think they've really made a comment on it. It's just like, it's like, here's Birdo. They have and, a bow. Is Birdo, so this slide, this goes into a different topic that we're, we're still on gender representation, but I do want, is Birdo an individual? 
There's Birdo, a species, and I think the answer is both, just like Toad and Yoshi. Yeah, there's I want to like, say that's the... There's Birdo, which maybe could be like one representative Birdo that turns up. Sort of like there's Yoshi, Mario's buddy, and Toad, Peach's retainer. Yeah. But then there's all the Toads and all the Yoshis and all, and all the Birdos. The Birdos. I, I, I'm in the same camp. I believe yeah. that that's, that's the case. Um, but, um, but back to gender, we talked about Birdo and Vivian. And those are the characters who, who, for all intents and purposes, are trans characters. Yeah. Um, Toad. This one is maybe lesser known. Uh, in an interview, um, somebody from Nintendo named Hayashida uh, told GameSpot, we never really went out of our way to decide on the sex of these characters, even though they have somewhat gendered appearances. I think I can say Toadette and Toad are not siblings. Perhaps it would be more accurate to say they're adventure pals. Um, what he also says um, is that Toad and Toadette, um, basically they aren't male or female. Um, they are... They don't like Toadette, for example, ba basically Toadette in specific, because Toadette is a specific toad. Yeah. She, she is an individual. Toadette chooses to dress and present in a feminine way. Yeah. And I guess most toads present in a gender neutral or maybe male sure. way. Sure. That's just how they choose to look. They're and actually all gender non-binary or gender neutral and they're mushrooms <laughs> so they're just not even gender honestly that is that's cool toadette just likes to be in pink and she likes to have those pigtails but she's no different from toad or she's just she wants to she be, wants she's femme. To, she wants to be femme yeah that's perfectly fine um, and they've handled that one better Oh, it's way, not like Toadette way. thinks she's a girl. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot more progressive. Granted, they probably wrote that manual. The first, the the. Well, that's not in manuals. That was just kind of like that's in a. Um, that's in a. Interview. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Birdo. Like, oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. was eight, like middle of the '80s, like late '80s. Um. So times were very, very different. Um, do Yoshis, do, do they identify? How, Yoshi, do, they, how, okay. how does a Yoshi identify? So I don't have that quote available, but in Melee, um, there's uh, the Japanese version of Melee does have say something about uh, asexual reproduction. Okay. And I know that Miyamoto or someone important, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Miyamoto, or somebody important from Nintendo was asked about Yoshi's gender. Yeah. Um, and he said, essentially, and I'm sorry I don't have this quote, but he essentially said that Yoshi, it doesn't matter. Because they asked him, like, well, he lays eggs. And they're like, yeah, and, and girls, females lay eggs. Uh, but... It's usually used, they usually use he pronouns for Yoshi, for most Yoshis. And there sure. aren't, there are 
very seldom, if, if I can think of any example, of Yoshis with like the, the typical like cartoon bow and lipstick or anything. Yeah, I, I don't, think I don't Yoshis think... are just Yoshis. Yeah. Um, they, uh, and they even there's pink Yoshis, but they don't look different. They don't have like frills. It's just a color swap. Just, yeah, there's all the colors. Um, he basically said, don't worry about it. And then Matt, like Yoshi's not really, what, what's the significance of a, of a Yoshi's gender? They just all lay eggs. Don't, don't think too hard about it. That's cool. I, I, I kind of like that. I can yeah. get behind that. A, yeah. a non, yeah, fucking non-binary Yoshi. Yeah. Like Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi yeah. just is. Yeah. And you just have to fucking deal Yoshi, with it. Uh, Yoshi doesn't, uh. I, I don't know what what Mario's buddy, the green Yoshi, you know, I don't know what his uh, pronoun preferences are, but I, I get the feeling that he doesn't he doesn't care. I don't think Mario would give two shits. He's like, ooh, I'm, ooh. I'm riding on the back of this Yoshi. Let, let me tell you this. Mario, based on what, you know, unless it's later disproven what's canon, uh, there's a thing in the character guide about Mario that specifically says something about how Mario himself is supposed to be incredibly tolerant. Um, that he would never, let me, I, I would love to find this quote, and I think I could find it actually pretty quick here. Okay. Uh, Mario is tolerant. He'll accept anyone or anything at face value. He treats anyone and anything with dignity and respect. He has seen too many things in his travels to be narrow-minded. That's that's what they wrote good, about Mario. Good for Mario. Way back, uh, way back in the day, in the same weird, dumb character manual from 1993, where they say T Yoshi Munchasaurus or whatever. Uh, it it says, yeah, Mario is tolerant. There's like a bold character heading or whatever that says Mario. Hey, that was on. pretty progressive for the, the early <laughs> cool, man. 90s. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cling to that and say that if Mario knew that Vivian was trans, oh, he wouldn't he care. He was an ally. Yeah, to definitely. <laughs> and I get... can't, I can't believe otherwise. Now I'd like to think that if somebody told Mario that his sombrero was problematic. And culturally appropriate. I think he, he would, would, he would say, say "Mamma mia!" <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, well, we've been going for a little over two and a half hours. I really, Brandon. I really like Mario. Oh, I Mario is wonderful. Um, kind of. Let me just so we can kind of wrap things up. Any final Mario thoughts? What are your final Mario thoughts? Or My final Mario thoughts will be my last thoughts as I pass as you from pass. this mortal plane. <laughs> so uh, I have not reached my okay. final Mario thoughts. That's beautiful. Um, I could get behind that. Um, but I hope you have enjoyed this really long sort of like all over the place discussion on Mario uh, we're all over the place because I think we both were just fighting to, to talk about Mario passionately I think we both just really like Mario <laughs> like our first gaming experience and like to me Mario is like just the most rewarding gaming experiences I've ever had like 
in my life. Just like some of my best memories are playing Mario games. So like I feel like I have a lot to say and just be really excited about. I know Joseph does too. Like uh, I mean here we are. It's almost midnight. We both have to go to work like at six in the morning, but we're up recording about Mario. So we, we really love Mario. Let's, let's wrap. What yeah. Are you, what have you been playing lately? Okay. Um, I, my girlfriend let me borrow her PS3. So I've been playing Fallout 3 because it's just one of her favorite games of all time. So I've been playing that and mostly so far, I've just been kind of dicking around and doing some of the story stuff, but like I'm slowly just kind of make my way through it and uh it's fun so far it's you know just one of those like open world games but it's set in like it's post-apocalyptic and it's i don't know it's it's cool and i've been picking up new leaf again because my girlfriend got it and so i've been playing that with her but that's about it just those two games i kind of gave up on uh mystical ninja because playing that on uh an emulator just isn't the same as playing it on a system, so uh, until I kind of get that system experience again, I'm probably just gonna put that one aside. Oh, uh, I beat Fire Emblem, uh, the new one, Shadows <laughs> of Valencia. I beat it. It's pretty good. There's like this post game dungeon that I started going to, and it kicks my ass. So I'm just like, well, I beat the main story. I don't really need to do this dungeon. And that's that's about it. What about you, Joseph? What have you been playing? Um, just got Cave Story Plus for Switch. Uh, I bought the physical copy. Came with that neat uh, little soundtrack mini disc. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have anything that would play a mini disc. Like I have a CD slot in my car, which I haven't used maybe ever. Uh, I don't know if I don't that... think you can stick a mini disc in there. Yeah. And my MacBook is a 2013 and it, by that time they don't have the the disc slot anymore. yeah and so i just you know that's that's neat that it came with that but I'm, I'm sure i'll never listen to it um but it also came with a color manual with all kinds of story and really neat art in it and i that was just cool that was worth buying the physical copy definitely and i don't want to fill up my switch system memory before they figure out cloud saves or something modern to to do with my save data. And plus the the game like cases look cool. I don't yeah, know. Just they, something about, about the physical nice. media looks very cool. cool. So I'm I'm still in between physical and, and anyway, so I started I've started playing Cave Story. I love the look of it. It has that like more Super Nintendo look that the three D S Cave Story didn't have. Yeah, because that one's like more eight. Um, yeah, it's the slightly updated look, but not the weird three D look that they gave that one three DS version. Yeah, it's the it's the best Cave Story. It has the best Cave Story graphics. I um, definitely would like to check it out at some point. Yeah, I'm having a great. It's a, Cave Story is such a charming game. I can mm-hmm. go on about that forever. So I'm I'm starting up Cave Story. I'm deep into Shantae Half Genie Hero. How's Still that? playing that. Well, you know, I, we talked about it last time. I love it. It's great. Um, the animations, the the art style, the environment, the music, everything's awesome. It's pretty challenging. Um, I'm actually somewhat stuck right now. I'm looking for uh, one more piece of remains. You got to find five remains uh, 
you find them mostly in the elephant form, stomping on stuff uh, and busting through walls. And I just, uh, I need to find one more. Um, so there's that, uh, Shantae, Cave Story, and man, I'm still playing that Magikarp jump on my phone. I think I'm generation 78 Jesus. Magikarp right now. And I think I, my trainer is at like rank 51. I, oh my god. Um. Oh, Pokemon Go. Oh yeah. Even before we came to record this, I made Brandon uh, stop and stand in the street for oh, we stand 15, we, 15 minutes or we something. We were on the sidewalk. It wasn't on the street. We were on the sidewalk. Oh, and I this man in the street, you know, can refer to when you're, when you're a pedestrian. Sure. Like if I said, I saw you in the street, I'm not talking about, you know, I was okay. walking in so the we fucking were, street. He was playing in the street, getting hit by a car. Oh my God. He's trying to capture a gym. And so we, we stood there. It was a nice night. So like we stood there for like 15 minutes and Joseph got this gym. He got, he got a gym. You know what? I was going to say this about Pokemon Go. Uh, before we even dove into Mario, but we dove right into Mario, which is awesome. Uh, last episode, we talked about the Pokemon Go Fest, yeah. which was coming here to Chicago. I was mm-hmm. super pumped. I was talking about, oh, you know, like listeners, maybe we should meet up there. Um, those tickets fucking sold out in the hour that they dropped. I believe they it. They dropped at noon on a... I think it was a Monday. Yeah. I was at fucking work, like everybody else, mostly, yeah. at noon on a fucking Monday, and I had kids. You know, we were getting ready to go to lunch at noon. Yeah. Uh, I sat down at my computer about 12.50 once we got settled back in from lunch, and I went to buy my tickets. It was sold out. I don't even know how much they cost. They're gone. Never even got a chance to see it. Jesus. Yeah, they're gone. I heard that scalpers just descended upon the website immediately at noon. Oh, I believe just it. bought them all. They have, like, programs and stuff. And oh, I hate it. Yeah. That's it's... not... I'm, I was so excited. It's in our city. It's this huge official event. It's in Grant Park. I'm of a mind to just go to Grant Park anyway and see what's up. They can't yeah. keep me from going to Grant Park, right? I can walk around and play Pokemon Go. Sure. I can have the wristband. Like, I wonder what... I don't know I don't what... Know. We'll, we'll figure something out. We have a Twitter. It's a new Nintendo cast. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Joseph, what is our Instagram? Our Instagram is new Nintendo Podcast XL. And we have an email as well if you want to send any questions into the show. It's uh, newnintendocastxl at gmail.com. I am at Mutant Standard on Twitter. And I am at Spooky Tanuki on probably every social media platform you can think of. Uh, And that's going to do it for this episode of New Nintendo Podcast XL. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Please.